Bye, beautiful people. This next episode is brought to you by 8-9 Barbers. Look good, feel good, be great. Two locations, Long Beach, California and Orange, California. Book an appointment online right now at 8-9Barbers.com. That is E-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-E-B-A-R-B-E-R-S. 8-9Barbers.com. Look good, feel good, be great. Okay, our next guest is Mark Schaefer. Mark Schaefer, uh, my goodness, he's a firefighter in Nevada, very good friend of mine. We are in the same MC, which is Motorcycle Club. He's also known as Pony Boy. He loves all things Star Wars. Let's see, motocross, riding motorcycles, um, pretty much all things drinking. <laughs> I have had some of the wildest times with this guy, and he has become such a dear friend and someone I trust truly like family. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Please like, subscribe, leave a comment, review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, without further ado, here is Mark Schaefer. Let's go. Let's go podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Mark Schaefer, welcome to the podcast, man. Glad to be here, Timmy. Hell yeah, but day. How was your ride out? Ride out was very chilly. <laughs> very chilly. Got down to 40 degrees. <laughs> I believe it, dude. So. Uh, and you came from Vegas, right? Viva Las Vegas. Damn. How, how uh, allegedly, how quick did you get here in your motorcycle? Allegedly. Because we don't break it, the law. We, no, 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 no. Never. It's always speed limit, but yeah. I mean, I think I hit it like a vortex or something. Mm. Yeah, you're about three and a half hours. Oh, beautiful. beautiful. I love Vortexes, man. Isn't that crazy? It comes inconvenient. I know. This weird natural phenomenons, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so glad we finally got this going. Everybody listening, we've been talking about this for months. I'm, I'm months. honored, and I've been so excited, because when, when you first started this, I'm like, dude, I want to be on that show. I want to be on that show. <laughs> Oh, so. dude, I'm I'm stoked because you're. I feel like so much of us are the same as far as like in our motorcycle club and the fire service. We're all into like crazy shit and conspiracy theories, and oh, we're all tatted up, and <laughs> it's just like we're all in the same little world. I fucking love it, dude. Dude, you know the funny thing is though, mm. and I've been meaning to bust your balls about this. Yeah. Oh, I'm 34. I'm so old. I'm so old. I'm 34, and I'm like, I hate your guts. Mm. Because I think I'm so far. You're what, 39, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Cheers, baby. Oh, no, cheers. Hell yeah, no. dude. Uh, 46. No shit. Yeah. Get so damn, You look good. Well. I always say beige don't fade. I'm mixed, you know. Yeah. Black don't crack. Beige don't fade. My mom told me all that. And I look at you. I'm like, man, well, white's just beautiful because you're looking good. Fifth generation Southern California white boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. I fucking love it. My way of Las Vegas now, though. That's right. Well, dude, tell people about yourself, man. What's going on? Uh, Where do you want to start? We can start from freaking, how'd you get in the fire service? Where do you want, dude? What's up? uh, Let's start uh, start at the beginning. Let's go, dude. Do you remember coming out of your mother? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It was 439 on July 14th. Seven pounds, three ounces. <laughs> it was a hell of a ride, man. Oh, geez. You know, you spend nine months trying to get out. Yeah. The rest of your life trying to get back in. Well, dude, wherever you want to start. What's up? Okay, so, you know, born and raised in Southern California. Okay. Um, when I was 12 years old, we moved to Australia. 
I lived in Australia for three Dude, years. Dude, I didn't know that. Yeah. 12 years so, old? 12 years old. I, from 12 to 15. Whose idea was that? Your dad? So my dad worked for uh, the Navy. Okay. And okay. the Navy was contracted by the Australian Royal Australian Air Force to rebuild their their Air Force. So with F-18s. And my oh. dad was a quality assurance engineer, which basically meant he'd look at the plane after they built it and said, right. well, you built it right. Good job. <laughs> That's a good job, dude. So, I mean, very <laughs> paraphrased, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broken down, right? It's like, this is so, the basics of it. Yeah. So, then when I, we came back when I was 15 years old, um, sophomore in high school, and where my dad was working in Pomona, that, that plant was gone. So, yeah. we moved out to the high desert, China Lake, Ridgecrest, California. Oh, Damn. Have you ever heard of it? It's yeah. like halfway halfway to Mammoth off to your right. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're like. So I was like, you've lived out there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I served a three-year sentence out yeah. there through high school. And as soon as uh, as soon as soon I graduated, I, I, I bounced back down to Southern California. Hell I knew yeah. I, I decided in high school I wanted to be a fireman. Oh, okay. So that, that's the same here. When I was like 15 years old. Yeah. I did the I, whole explore thing. I was like, dude... That's the job. I can't sit. imagine sitting in a cubicle doing the same job every day, oh, sitting no. in traffic. I mean, just I have that vision of office space where he's sitting in traffic and the little dude in the walker passes him in traffic. <laughs> yeah. And that, I'm like, dude, I can't do that. I can't I do know, that. I and know. the best thing, one of the, what drew me to the fire service was you never know what's going to happen every day. Correct. You, like, I agree. You don't know if you're going to have a slow day right. and sit around the station. You don't know if you're going to get your teeth kicked in all friggin' day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I came down and went to Mount Sac. Okay. So that's your fire academy, right? Yep. I oh, went did, to, did you do your EMT there too? Uh, I did my EMT at Citrus College. Oh, okay. That's, so ci- uh, where's Citrus? It's in Glendora as well. Okay. That's not College of the Canyons, is it? That's totally different, right? Yeah. Totally CLC different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, I did that. Um, and then trying to get hired in the 90s. As a Southern California white boy. And oh, I've heard of these stories. Yeah, dude. The 90s action. was rough. Yeah, oh, it was man. rough. It was different. So um, so I finished my academy in 95. I got my degree in fire technology. And then I didn't get hired till 02. Oh, uh, okay. So you finished when? 95. Oh, so it took like six years. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Wow. It was crazy. And I mean, I tested all over the Western United States. And my thought was, well, I'm not going to get married. Until I get hired. So well, I did it. Yeah. Then I got married. <laughs> then I'm not going to have kids Women, dude, until I get hired. The damnedest thing sometimes, bro. <laughs> and then Jake came along. Okay. In 2000. That's your my, oldest son, my right? My oldest son. He's 20 years old. Awesome. Um, well, we're not going to have another kid until I get hired. Right. And then Holly came along. We almost named her Oops or uh, <laughs> you're, you're What. We did found you? out on her first birth, uh, Jake's first birthday that she was... Holly was on en route. Oh wow! So they're your part, huh? Uh, Are you Irish, a couple uh, months? Yeah, huh? Irish twins. That's how my, my brother and I were. Uh, my brother Luke. Yeah. Um, we're six months apart. Yeah, bro. Think about that. <laughs> Who? Is, what? Okay. Yeah. So here, here's. Here, <laughs> I'm not trying to get too crazy here, but my my mom told me she's like. Tim, I love you, but I went in for my one month checkup after Luke was born, and the doctor's like, "Well, you're doing great, but you're pregnant again." And she's like, "I was very upset." 
Love to hear it, mom. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, thanks, mom. Because my dad, shoot, he had me at what, 44? Yeah. Because uh, he, he, he married later in life. He was like 38 when he got married. Yeah. He was a military dude, so he was always gone, special forces guy. But um, shit, yeah, dude. I was, I was the oops. So your daughter, God bless you, Holly. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, you know what? I tell her all the time, I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, because if we would have waited... Yeah, Holly would have been a different person. It might not have been That's Holly. True. It might have been Harry. Yeah. So, or maybe never, never would happen. You don't know. Yeah. You don't fucking know. Exactly. So you know, boy, girl, and then um, I remember the day I got the call from Human Resources. Um, uh, yes. I was sitting in the living room, and I'm holding. I'm holding Holly. Holly's two months old, and uh, landline, not a cell phone. Yeah, dude, Rings. gangster. Pick up my cordless phone and. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no caller ID, so I can't even yeah, see who it is. Yeah, like, what? And I'm all, hello? And I hear this lady go, may I please speak with Mark Schaefer? And I totally think it's like a telemarketer or something. And oh, I'm like, no. oh, oh, no. I go, this is Mark. <laughs> She's like, hi, Mark. This is Sandy Gandy with Las Vegas Human Resources. And I'm like, oh, my God. This, this is the call. This is the call. And so I, I put Holly on the floor, in the middle of the floor. <laughs> And I go running down to the kitchen. Right. And we, we had hardwood floors like you have. And I yeah. slide and I hit the front door. And I, I go, love it. I go, it's Las Vegas Human Resources. And my wife, she goes, is it good news? I go, they don't call you with bad news. Yeah. They just send you a freaking letter. <laughs> I have 40 of them in the, True to this in day, the yeah. file. Still the same, dude. Still the same. <laughs> it's always a, you know, they don't call you. Yeah. You know, we're not going to hire you, but thanks for trying. Yeah. So... Moved out to Las Vegas. Two months later, I started the academy. Um, Holly was four months old. I left. Um, I was doing fire alarm while um, I was trying to get hired. Where were you? So when they, when you got this call to become a firefighter in Vegas, were you in California right at the time? Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. So you had to make the move. Yeah. So um, I took a significant pay cut going into the academy. Mm. So my wife and kids moved in with her parents. And I went to the academy alone, and then I just lived with a buddy out there. Oh, so they stayed while you were trying to get through the academy. Yeah, and I came back every. It was Monday through Thursday. Every Thursday night after I finished, I'd leave straight from the academy, drive down to Orange Four County. Four hours on, just boom. Uh, five hours, sometimes three and a half. Yeah, two. You know? Yeah, it's fucking vortexes, man. Goddamn. I know it's crazy. <laughs> I love it, dude. That's right. How long was your academy? Um, a lifetime. No, God, no they 22 like, weeks, man. They feel like forever. It was always two more weeks. Yeah. That's what they kept telling us. You're almost there. It felt like the money pit, you know? Oh, oh how long? Oh, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> two more weeks. <laughs> I remember that in the Forest Service, dude. Uh, that was, you know, how much more line we got to put in? How much more hose? It's like, one more chain. One more chain. You said that fucking two days ago. <laughs> I've been eating brown bags and fucking MREs. I'm tired. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> I want to. I just want to sit on a normal toilet. Yeah, <laughs> it's freezing out here. God damn it! Holy shit! So what year? What year was that? Oh two. I got hired. I started October fourteenth, two thousand two. Nice. And were you a medic then, or did you, no. they put you through? They so they put me through, and I will say that paramedic school was the greatest decision of my life. I was happier each and every day. <laughs> I was there. I do that every time. <laughs> Oh, I like being a paramedic. I love my job. I love serving people. I like being a paramedic. There's nothing like it on earth. Oh, man. And I tell you what, being a medic in Las Vegas yeah. is... Um, it's got to be it, wild. It's, I th you know, we all have the same stories. Yeah. We all have the same... Yeah. 
I think it's just like doubled in Vegas because because people go to Vegas. Well, it's grown so much too, though. It's it's nuts, man. Yeah. And I I spent the first eight years as a medic. I was downtown. I was like right down so off of Fremont Street. You're talking like you guys are in charge of the strip, right? No, nope. That's Clark County. That's the Yellow Fire Engines. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. And so I'm work for the city of Las Vegas okay. fire. Um, we're in the red fire engines. Okay. That makes sense. I remember seeing that. So, yeah. And so we're um, basically Fremont street, old downtown mm-hmm. and then out into the residential Okay, where, where normal life happens. Dude, you got Fremont street, dude, that shit's a freak show. So yeah, like I said, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude. I'll go there just to drink and people watch, oh, yeah. dude. It's, it's crazy. insane. It's crazy. Oh yeah. We, we, we would, we would park the rig. Like right on um, Casino Center and um, Fremont, we call that the beach. So we just sit there and we just <laughs> we'd hang the out on the beach. We could. You want to go out to the beach? Yeah. <laughs> so we just go sit out on the front bumper. Yeah. And uh, you know, people watch and oh, take yeah. lots of pictures, and so it was a good time. I mean, but my <laughs> my line of questioning always was for every single call, probably for eight years. What's your name? How old are you? How much you had to drink? I mean, <laughs> pretty much, right? Every yes. single call, and, it, yes. and then and then when I went out to where I work now, yeah, I had to change that because I can't ask you know right. a sixty year old woman who's having chest pain how much you had to drink today. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right, dude? So you know what? I <clears throat> not that my experience is the same, but when my old apartment we got taken over by where I'm at now, there's quite a few of us. We had to change our. Um, We'll just say patient assessment because <laughs> you go from working just, you know, get, get your a, teeth kicked in. Yeah. And then you kind of, you go to a bigger department, there's nicer places to work, you know, different communities. And it's like, yeah, we can't, so we how can't many, be as gritty as we were. No, when, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you got to change. Oh yeah. And so, I mean, I call when I used to work a different person. I call that downtown Mark. Downtown Mark is now dead. Or, right. you know, only resurfaces when I'm working in overtime or something back down there. Sometimes downtown Mark will come back out. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So how many years you got in the fire service then? What's yeah. two, you said? 18. I just hit 18 in October. Holy shit. What's the plan? 25, 30? What, what are you thinking? I'm thinking my first meeting with PERS is when I turn 50. Uh, so I got four years left till that. Okay. I'll go see, hey, how much am I going to make in retirement? Crunch the numbers. Then they'll do it. And I say, okay, well, that's probably not enough yet. So probably my drop dead date to 100%, I will be gone by then, is my 55th birthday. Mm. So that'll give me 27. Nice shit. So that's if I go that long. But if the numbers look better before, yeah, maybe I'll go sooner. Do you have any investments too that might help? So... I mean, because, you know, we always have, yeah. like, the parts have deferred comp or, but, like, side business or anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no side business. I just got my deferred comp. And, deferred uh, comp smart, though. Dude, maxed out. Oh, dude. So, yeah, you go to retirement and you talk to them about, you know, what you're going to get in retirement plus your deferred comp. Like, dude, yeah. But I got, I, got, I got a plan for when I retire. So, I'm not going to quit working. Which I think everybody should. I yeah. want to, you know, my plan is I want to move to Colorado and go work at an Indian dealership, sell motorcycles. Hell yeah. You I don't know, sell motorcycles, maybe work behind the parts counter. I don't know. I just want to talk about motorcycles. Yeah. Now, why? Um, so out here, you know, actually, you know, a lot of our guys, for people who don't know, actually, um, Mark and I are in the same motorcycle club, but a lot of our guys, you always hear them talking when they retire, they go to Montana, Wyoming, or 
freaking Texas? Why Colorado? So is it because the Indian thing or no? Um, it just so happens I want to move to Colorado Springs. That's where the National Firefighter Memorial is. Oh, that's I right. go there. I've ever since I've had a bike, so yeah. for like the last ten years. Well, this year accepted. Um, I've I ride out there every year for dude. Hell yeah, man! So back in sixteen, I took a little detour and we went to New York first, and then hit Colorado Springs on the Did way back. Did you ride all to New York? Mm-hmm. You yeah. fucking crazy bastard! I love it, dude. Dude, it was awesome. That's it was so rad. We our second day, we did a thousand miles in a day. Who are you with? Uh, Randy, uh, winger. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> So there was supposed to be like, I think we had like five originally like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. They yeah. always drop off. Oh, dude. They yeah. always fucking so, drop off. Yeah. And then there was two. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know what? It makes it easier though. Cause dude. when it's just like, like the other day when we were coming back from rings retirement ride, it was me and Justin Truehill. Yeah. Dude, we were mobbing. Oh dude. Mobbing. Not that we, uh, mobbing at the speed limit. Oh, 65. Yeah. But you know, it's just easier. Occasionally easy kiss 66. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not nothing. I love riding with our group rides. It's so much fun. But you can, if I want to get somewhere quick. Oh yeah. A lot of times, I'll be like, yeah, I'll just meet you guys there. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, and we we didn't make hotel reservations. We're like, you know, we'd ride until we got tired, or you know, we'd talk about it. Hey, how much longer do you want to go? Another two hours, another hour, another hundred miles. Yeah. Okay, and then we'd you know just get on our phones and start looking for hotels and. Did it that way, you know? That's right. Except the, the only day we really had planned out was um, the second day. So we rode from Vegas to um, Newcastle, Colorado. Okay, so you went up. Yeah, so we went up ask. and then across. Okay. So, and then the second day, I'm like, dude, I want to get a thousand mile. I want to get the iron butt. Right. I, I want to do a thousand miles in a day. Or the iron all. ass, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love you, dude. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so, um, so we woke up like five or six in the morning yeah. and, you know, took pictures and documented the entire day Fuck and, uh, yeah. um, at left Newcastle, Colorado, drove all the way across the rest of Colorado. And I don't know if you've driven across Colorado, but once you get past Denver, it's nothing. It right. is, it is flat. It's boring. It's like Wyoming, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you drive through Wyoming. God damn. That place is fucking <laughs> desolate as fuck <laughs> but there's some great riding up in wyoming man. oh no i mean it's some of the best sunrises and sunsets i've witnessed in uh, wyoming and montana sleeping at like rest stops just trying to get to the state driving dude just gorgeous we went gorgeous all the way across nebraska oh no way <laughs> did you guys you had to hit some gnarly weather no nothing no no i shit. mean on the way back we we uh we were trying to run a storm in kansas Okay. Um, I love it. That's and we're like, fucking... we're like looking at it. Wild like, West shit, Okay, dude. it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and Randy, I, I call Randy dad all the time. So dad keeps going. He likes to go around 75. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's really good. It's cool. Warming up. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, can we step it up a little bit? <laughs> so, yeah, I got great gas mileage, though. I got 52 miles with a gallon. No, it, uh, your victory. That was my victory. Yeah. Is that That's the one you sold prior to having your Indian, right? Yeah. And now I got my Indian. Oh, man. Can so, we talk about that for a minute? Let's please talk about it. Okay. So, ah, from my perspective, being a motor, we're all motorcycle guys. A lot of, let's say, a lot of our friends are in our club. Harley's a thing. But, man, when Indian came out with that Challenger, it was a game changer, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. So, I'm saying, and as we all know, they won King of the Baggers. They did win King of the and Baggers. When you look at all the specs and everything that they're doing. The motor, dude, I'm like, this kind of 
beats the Harley. Dude. And then you'll hear people, like I had buddies like, well, I'd never be caught dead on a Polar. So I'm like, bro, come on. That thing looks tough as hell, dude. You know, it, it's, it's so funny because I've always been, I'm not anti-Harley. And that's what everybody, I think, confuses me. But it's fun to play into it, but, right? Uh, but yeah, I totally you just gotta love, play into it. <laughs> I love busting everybody's balls. I know. I Our love, chats are oh, some dude. of the best chats I've ever seen, dude. dude. I love, I love, anytime. <laughs> Those group chats are amazing. When, so, when, when somebody's bike breaks down, I'm all, oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you ride again? You, oh, it's a, that's right. Harley. $100. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, so I'm, but I, I like to go against the grain. Yes, and, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, and um, I respect that, though. I like that. And, but like you said, it is a superior bike. It's 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 straight up. It, I change the oil, I change the brakes, and I change the tires. That's all I have to do. Yeah. Well, that was at least on my victory. And I've had this bike now for a year. Mm-hmm. That's all I've done. Yeah. I'm just change the oil, change the brakes. I just I remember. <clears throat> I was driving because I. Um, I still had my injury or whatnot, um, but I, you guys are riding, and I was watching the group ride, and everyone's you know hitting a rough part of the highway, and everyone's fucking bumping around their Harleys, right? You see their bodies moving, but I see you, and it looks like your bike is straight up gliding across. It's like your your front rear wheel are moving a lot, right, with yeah. the bumps, but mm-hmm. dude, your bike and you, your body and head, everything, like you weren't moving. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, dude, there's, there's got to be something. That's when it started catching my attention. Well, the so it's got a Fox mono rear shock, and the front forks they're inverted forks. They're, mm-hmm. they're like a motocross bike, mm-hmm. so it's it's just different technology, you know. Right. I mean, it's they actually did the research. I understand Harley, Harley's tradition right. of, and so I was back in New Orleans um, over Thanksgiving. I rented a Harley. And uh, you flew to New Orleans and rented flew to New Orleans, okay. rented a Harley for the day, and we took it out. And my wife was on it and everything. And she goes, you know, if I didn't know the difference, I'd probably be fine. But she goes, but I've been spoiled on your victory and on the the Challenger now. I mean, it's just so much more comfortable. Dude, I know. I'm I'm really. My, I'll just say this: my next bike will, will definitely be a Challenger. Right now, I just. I'm in such a good place financially. Oh heck yeah! And I'm like, I, I own all my shit now. Everything. I'm like, bah. I could wait. And my bike's it's only a twenty. What's I think it's a twenty eighteen or yeah. twenty seventeen. And it looks <laughs> so sick. Like, it's got that big tire. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, I love that thing, dude. Everyone, everyone thinks it's crazy that I've ridden that so far all over. You know, the U. Not I wouldn't say like as far as you, but I've taken it to um, Oregon, Utah. Uh, Arizona, Nevada. I've been all over the place in that thing. Everyone's like, are you afraid of your front tire? Like, what if you get a flat? I'm like, well, what if you get a fucking flat on your front tire? Exactly. What if, I mean, <laughs> dude, it looks it sick it though, is. man. It I looks awesome. Bike. Yeah, it's it's a fun bike. The sound system, everything. It's just, it's definitely like my style. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I don't know. I'm gonna keep. I'll, I'll I'll probably keep that for good. I don't think I'll ever sell it. I just I just love that thing too much. Well, man. as we were discussing, what's the correct number of motorcycles in your garage? Just one more. One more? Just one more, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good, dude. How come How come my wife doesn't think that joke's as funny as I do? I don't think anyone's woman will think that joke is no, funny. No, but it's awesome. It's yeah. the truth, too. Yeah, and then when you run out of the room in the garage, there's always the front room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think they want to hear that. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, man. 
Are you going to do anything else to that bike? You just, you just going to leave it like it is? So I want to black the engine out. I want to... Okay, that's why I did the mine. Yeah. I, I want to take... So when I get back, I got to change oil. Okay. I'm going to take the sides off and stuff. and um, I'm going to go get that powder coated. I'm going to do everything except the heads. Because okay. getting to my heads is... Uh, it's a pain in the oh ass. Oh, God, dude. I got I to gotta crack the spine of the bike. No shit. So, wow. Yeah. So, but as far as engine performance... The only thing I'm, I'm just waiting for Dynajet to crack the uh, the the governor on it, mm-hmm. which is 110 when it's legal when you're driving in Montana. <laughs> Not that she ever would go there. No, fast, no, allegedly, the, theoretically. Yeah, yeah. But I just, wanna, I just don't want to. I just don't. I just don't want to be uh, have the handcuffs on. I just mm. want to let it go. Yeah, you, know? you, you don't want your bike to be like California. What no. did I just say? That? What? Did you see that shirt yesterday? <laughs> no, I did not. Which shirt was it? Oh, it was a, the, um, it, I think it said, um, California and it had the, the oh, Soviet Jesus. symbol. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Who was wearing that? You? No, uh, a rings body yesterday oh, at, at, down at Hell's Kitchen. Oh, beautiful. So that was a beautiful ride, man. Man, wasn't that awesome? God, and the weather That's was... That's the first ride I've been on, I think, since my injury, dude. Dude, and the weather was so amazing. It was perfect. Because the day before out here was windy as shit. I do. It's, it was crazy. This is December, right? Just, I know. It's just, so warm. Yeah, I'm just checking, right? <laughs> I mean, Anywhere I, else in the country or the world, there's snow. It's freezing cold. Dude, the guys from Nova sent us pictures of the snow yesterday. Know, right? And then I sent them back. <laughs> Meanwhile, in California, we're sweating as we're riding to go get beer, dude. But it was it was so friggin' beautiful, and I I mean, and I was telling my wife this. She's back home already. And I go, I just love riding so much, and she goes, You don't even talk to how much you love me, <laughs> the way you talk about riding your motorcycle, because riding will never leave me. <laughs> Rid- riding doesn't talk back and yeah, give exactly. me shit. <laughs> Ask me why I'm not why I left my coffee yeah. cup on the table. <laughs> Is this empty? Or are you done with this? Oh, it's empty. <laughs> when did you put it in the sink? Because <laughs> I don't want to, goddammit. Oh, man. But it's cool to see everybody that came out, too. In our, Dude, that was um, a huge show. the different chapters to support a brother. It's awesome. Dude. Man, it's awesome. I think it, it, I think it really impressed a lot of fire dudes that saw that because I put a picture up and then even us, you know, riding to his fire station, the chiefs, you know, people that were there. It's like, oh, shit. Like, this is actually a legit club. Like, this is cool. You guys support each other. We're like, yeah. Dude, I the way I look at the club, um, I would have never met you if it wasn't for the club. Mm. I would have never met Ryan. I would have never met uh, John. Ryan, that dirty fuck. I love you, buddy. <laughs> you fucking sick bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for my real name, too, by the way. <laughs> what, Big Tire? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Footy. I mean, you know, those, we, had, we had guys come down from San Francisco. I know. We had, you know, us from Vegas. Yeah. Um, um, Johnny went back to San Diego last night, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then there's old dog. <laughs> I'll just wait for you on Ortega highway. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mile from my house. Dude. I love that guy, man. All of, it's so funny. Cause everyone in our, our club has just their unique character, character, characteristics, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Each club has their own like character, but, um, it's just cool. when We all get together and celebrate, um, a person. A brother, uh, you know, a friend. It's really cool to see because I don't think a lot of people have that. No. And the more and more people I talk to, they listen to this podcast and they're like, man, everyone you talk to, you're like, you've been friends with for kind of a while. I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, that's rare. I don't have friends that have been, you know, a friend for 10 years or known since a kid. I'm like, well, you need to get in some different friend groups yeah. or something, man. So uh, to me, I think what we have and 
our motorcycle club and us all being firefighters and I think it's unique. I think it's special. I really enjoy it. I really do because it, I know it helped me through a, a pretty crazy time in my life, dark time, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You're able to actually, not that we can't trust guys at work. I don't want to say that, but it's really tough sometimes when you want to open up to people, but then they're just like, oh, you pussy. Or you tell one dude and you think it's going to be safe with him. And the next thing you know, another station's calling or talking to you on a call. Dude, I didn't know you like you did that the other day. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Trying to like find someone I can confide in. What the hell's going exactly. on? Exactly. It's not cool. I, I told you that in confidence. Yeah. Whereas like with, you know, with our guys, man, it's it's cool. You can just we can ride, we can unload our shit on each other, and just talk and vent, and you get so many good perspectives because we have retired firemen. We got guys towards the end of the career, in the middle. Some who are just starting, different ranks, whatever it may be. But there's so many different walks of life, and guys who've been through a lot, like some really good experiences some really bad ones and it's like hey look man here's what i did here's where i messed up you know try not to do this yeah let's let's like let's get you through this you know and you know it's safe and it's a it's a confident place to be in and i know a lot of people don't have that and i'm real thankful for that dude i really am that's one thing i really appreciate about our, our club it's you know like i said it's it's like a brotherhood within the brotherhood right you know what i mean everybody yeah. talks about the brotherhood and the, the fire service and yeah, trust me i believe in it and, yeah. I, and i know it's there so but, it's not like it used to be, the old school days. Oh, d- 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 I've seen it change in the 18 years I've been on. God, dude, what, I got 14 in now, and even from when I got hired to now, I'm just like, what it's, the fuck, man? Dude, it's all human resources and, <sighs> you know. know. PC world, and everyone's afraid of getting sued, and it's just like, Jesus Christ, man. Guys, can't we just come to work, have fun, take the money, and go home? Just run the calls, be respectful, you know, respect your boys. But Yeah, take care of one another. <laughs> yeah, dude. Watch each other's back. Right. You know, but I mean, like, like you were saying what you went through and, um, I, I, I went through the same thing, you know, right. um, yeah. I got divorced after I'd been married for 10 years Yeah, and, um, my guys were there for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was awesome. I think it's important because, um, I, I now understand and appreciate the importance of mental health for firefighters. And oh, dude. It, to me, it used to be so taboo and probably even more because you've been along than i have um but now you know with unfortunately the suicide rate in firefighters now is becoming so high it's like okay we got a problem here it's yeah. like this is actually an epidemic that we need to figure out and I, like i know for where i'm at now they offer it to us for free which is freaking awesome we have counseling teams and numbers we can call all this all these resources that they actually really provide so what one thing that i've i've experienced or i've seen it's not the formal side of things is really good with the EAP and stuff like that. Employee assistance program, going to talk to a counselor. Sometimes the best place to talk is around the kitchen table. Oh, First of all, that's where all the problems get solved. That's right. <laughs> I was going to say that, man. That's where, that's where, you know, you just go to any fire station kitchen table and all the world's problems are going to oh, get solved. You there. know what? I learned a lot at that kitchen table. I learned how to work on some, some projects on my home. Yeah. A lot of different things, man. <laughs> it's that fucking firehouse kitchen table, man. Oh, dude. It goes down. Yeah. Oh, big time. <laughs> and and if you're wrong or you disagree, somebody's going to tell you. Oh, yeah. They'll tell you their fucking opinion real, real quick. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're saying the firefighters are opinionated? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And, and we know it all. Oh, I know. Dude, fucking. 
We do. Let me start with some people. Okay. <laughs> God, the shit I could air on, like, tell, I don't like, I'm not going to throw anyone on the bus, but it's like, fuck, man. Some of the, I don't know. I think some dudes, be professional, be good at your job, but there's more to life than the fire service. Oh, yeah. That's one thing about a lot of, I would say some people I've worked with, I just, it's not me. Yeah. I'll do my job when I know it, I'm going to do well, but I, like, there's more to Tim Fisher than just his career. I'm not, I, my identity isn't in the fire service. It is my career. I'm going to do great at it. I'm going to know my job, and I want to do well. Yeah. But I also like to surf. I like to ride motorcycles. I like to skydive. I like to fucking mountain bike, cycle, hike, go, you know, tri- there's so much more to life and things that I want to do, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, to, for me, I just, like, some of the guys, you know, you can fight them over sometimes. Like, I remember this one time in... Uh, his friend worked for a larger department here. I don't want to say because he listens to the podcast, but <laughs> was, he was like two years on, dude. And you know, I thought, hey, man, come on over. It's my other house. And dude, we'll swim, hang out. And he comes over. He's like, dude, he's got a red truck. He's got a fire sticker. He's got the fucking license plate. He's got a, a fire shirt on. His socks say fucking fireman on them. I'm like, bro, he came up. I remember telling him, like, hey, man, you might have to go home. What, 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 what's wrong? I'm like, you got to change, bro. You got to come on. <laughs> Like, I, I deal with work all the time. I want to just hang out. Dude, That's it. I, th- I think we all go through that. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, after I got hired, I was, I got the fire plate, and I got right. I put the sticker on my truck. Right. Now, you look at my truck, you don't see anything fire <laughs> related at all. I don't do the sticker anymore. I have the plate, but. But other than the fact that I drive a big-ass truck, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're firemen, we got to drive big-ass trucks, right? I'm right, dude. So, but I need it. Yeah. I need that big-ass truck. Because <laughs> so, you never know what's gonna happen, goddamn. Yeah, yeah. Got to carry all my gear from work. Somebody, somebody's gonna need help moving. Well, they, they, well, never, you know, they never call the guy with the friggin' no, Chevy Volt. They'll call you with your truck or be in my <laughs> fucking van. You know how many calls I've gotten for people to use my van? I'm like, fuck, man. All right. I try to always be helpful with people. I'm like, fuck. I, I tell friends when they get home, it's true. Always gonna need a truck. Oh I, yeah. I fucking promise you, you're gonna always need a truck to either. Buy shit for your house, work in your home, dumb things. Like, just keep like a little beater one or, or something. But, dude, and then the, the guys get their homes and they're driving like whatever, Honda. It's like, fuck, I need a truck. Told you. <laughs> dude, I've been driving for 30 years now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that hurts. And, uh, you look good. Dude, I've always had a truck. Mm. There was, there was, well, there was two times where I didn't, and they lasted about a year each time. I had a Toyota 4Runner. Okay. And that lasted about a year. And I'm like, oh, I miss having a truck. And then had a truck for a while. And then I'm like, I bought a Chevy. Um, Chevy. Never buy a Chevy. Uh, <laughs> I bought a Ford Bronco, like an OJ Bronco. Oh, no way. 91? No, it was a, 90, it was a 94. But yeah. Oh, I want, I want dude, that OJ Bronco so, so nice. bad. And dude. I pulled the top off in the summer. Oh, no shit. Oh, dude. I That's love fun. Was top it lifted off. and shit? I was just regular. Yeah, I was just it's regular. still high. Even the, the regular, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty good. And my justification was, I'm all, dude, it's a, it, it's a built on a truck chassis, so it's fine. Right. You know, and I'd be driving, the kids would be in the back seat with the top off. Yeah. And I had the cab, so I still had AC. I look back, <laughs> yeah, I right? look back and the kids in the car seats, and they're like friggin' melting. They're like, man, it sucks. <laughs> it's so hot outside. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Why? Viva Las Vegas, kiddos. <laughs> we have two seasons in Vegas, hot and cold. <laughs> That's it, dude. It gets fucking cold. Oh, dude, it, it does. It does, man. I was skydiving. I went out there and did a couple jumps last winter. 
Dude, I remember getting, we got to altitude. We got like about 13,000 feet, dude. I'm thinking, get me the fuck. I need to fucking jump and get back down to the ground because it's, it's, I, it felt like it was below zero for a second, dude. I'm like, it's, I had clothes. Freaking, I had big, I had a jacket on, dude. I had like the neck warmer and I was still freezing my ass off. Dude, it snowed at my house last year. No shit? Yeah. In Vegas? Yeah. Are you in Henderson? Or? No, no, I'm. You have to say where. No, I'm out in the Northwest. So, okay, I, mean, I got you. I, but I mean, the funny thing is, Henderson feels like Little Orange County. I mean, there's so I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Yeah, the way it's set up and the shops and yeah. it just I'm like, I mean, except it's everything's brown. There's no green. <laughs> I, no, yeah. Well, um, the last episode that aired with Chris Marquis, mm-hmm. he's the he's a Henderson firefighter. Okay, and he has um, a house in Henderson. That's where I would stay when I come out and go skydive or you know act like a fool at the strip. But um, what you know? I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm a very clean, uh, non-partying young man. Oh, well, I'm a very clean, non-partying old man. <laughs> well, yeah, when I stayed in Henderson, uh, I, now I see what you're saying, because the way that, like, it's almost like track homes, everything's kind of kept up and nice, but there is no grass. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely has that feel. I have, I have fake grass in my front yard. Oh, man. I don't mow my lawn, I blow my lawn. Dude. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, my sister has fake grass. Yeah. And she she lives um, just down the street here, but I, I've been thinking about doing it. Because you saw up front, I mm-hmm. have that DG yeah. on the city side, and I'm thinking, fuck, man, if I get grass, I don't need water. Because I put that flagpole in. I like the flagpole. I love that thing, dude. I love that I thought thing. it was a stripper pole when I first got here. It could well, be. <laughs> <laughs> California collapses. People got to make money. I'm like, hey, hey, man, come yeah. on up. Anything you can do. Yeah. <laughs> They call it the oldest profession for a reason, right? That's right. Women of the night. <laughs> Women of the night. We love you. <laughs> Twenty-one twelve Western. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Hender. He's actually trying to sell. He's about to have a kid. He's trying to because he got this like uh, probably like a townhome. Yeah. They're kind of attached and they're three stories. They're real tall. Oh wow. Um, it's nice. But I remember telling him like, so how do you like how you feel about your house now? He's like, man, fuck. I should have bought like something else because <laughs> I remember I slept on the I slept you know the third story is where the rooms are yeah and I was gonna go skydive my like, fuck I forgot my wallet and I remember being at the front door it's I was like yeah I'm like fuck I gotta go all the way up to the top of his house dude it's funny when I when, if I forget shit upstairs and I know my kids are in the loft or something I'll go Jake go to my room and drop this down to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't want to walk back up those stairs there's thirteen of them come on. <laughs> <laughs> I only yeah. have so many steps in me today. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. How many stations are at your fire department? Uh, 21, 22. Did they add some after you got hired? Oh, dude. Because I feel like that Vegas is, I feel like Vegas is still building homes. Dude, I think there was, I think there was 12 when I got hired. No shit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 14. But I mean, the, um, the week I graduated the academy and hit the floor, mm-hmm. three stations opened. I was in a class of... Um, we started with 50, we finished with 43 and, um, basically all we did was backfill those stations that okay. were just built. Wow. So I hit the floor, I worked my first shift and then I got a call from the chief for overtime. I'm like, I don't, am I allowed to like, what? dude, they had me working overtime immediately. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. What? <laughs> Yeah. Ah, I'm fucking oh, you're, this. you're gonna drive the rescue and you're yeah. gonna do this and i'm like i don't know what the fuck to do so i mean 
you know what to do, but you don't. You're just nervous because you're new. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, like, I don't want to mess up on these calls. I'm working overtime. You don't know. You don't even, you're starting to get to know your crew, but now you're working with a whole nother one. It's like, fuck, yeah. man. What do I do? I just sit in the corner. <laughs> I sit in the corner and read my book. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm studying, not looking at that TV. Not at all. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So are they, are they still building stations or are going to add some soon or no? So I think we have two or three more in the works. Okay. So, but you know, the state of the world and who knows? Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird time. Everything's, everything's right pushed now. back right now and everything's on hold. And so, but yeah, I mean, they're actually built more out in the Northwest and out towards uh, Mount Charleston and stuff. Okay. So more and more homes are going up out there. I mean, there, there's huge tracks. I'm like, where the hell were these built? <laughs> I, 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 I drove through here like six months ago. There were, this was a, the desert. Now yeah. there's 400 homes up here. So damn it's crazy. Did, um, when you were trying to get hired, what, what you said, what, seven years? It took me about seven years. Yeah. Did you all want to quit and think like, you know, maybe this isn't for me. So, cause you had a goal. Oh dude. You I know. I, yeah. And I, sometimes, uh, it, it takes a lot longer to get to the goal. Some people quit, some don't. So I'm, that's why I'm like, so what, like, what was your thought process where you kind of like, fuck, maybe this isn't for me or fuck it. I'm going to go. I don't care. If it takes me 20 years. You know, I, I had my cutoff date of if I'm listen, if I'm not hired by the time I'm 30, maybe okay. I got, maybe I got to do something else. Yeah. Like I hired at 28, but there was one time where I'm like, I tested for a uh, orange County sheriff's. Oh, no shit. So, and actually I did really good. And, um, I went through their, I was going through their background and, um, I mean, it was the first cop test I ever took. And so I go through the background and then I, um, I had a meeting that I skipped. I'm like, you know, I don't want to be a cop. Like a meeting, like, uh, like, come see what's going to be like in the Academy, work out with this type thing. N- no, it wasn't even that. It was like a, we're about to hire you. You need to come in and sign this paperwork. And, and, and I didn't. And then my back end investigator called me and he goes, Hey, you missed your meeting. I'm like, yeah, you know, I just don't want to be a cop. And he goes, you realize we're about to offer you a job. And I go, yeah, that's cool. But I really want to be a fireman, dude. Oh, (laughs) you said that to him? I go, I don't want to. (laughs) He's probably in his head like this motherfucker. (laughs) Wasting my time. So, I mean, he's all, dude, your background investigation's done. They had called everybody and everything. And so um, he goes, well, I need you to send me a letter saying you don't want to be a cop. And I'm like, ah, okay. Well, what are they going to do? Fucking give you a job? Because that's weird. So so I I, I didn't send him a letter. Then he I called me. Either. Then he called me a week later. And he goes, dude, I really need you to send me a letter. So I'm like, okay. And I hand wrote, um, to whom it may concern, I want to be a fireman. Mark Shaver. <laughs> And that's what I and that's what I sent the background <laughs> investigator. But like one of the funny things, so, so I had to do a polygraph, yeah. and I'm in there for the polygraph, and they say, "Okay, go outside." I thought they told me to leave, so I go out and I get in my truck and I leave. And he calls me. He's all, "Where'd you go?" I go, "I left." And he goes, "You were supposed to stay and talk about the polygraph, dude." I did the same thing at my previous department. I went to the polygraph, and they're like, "Okay," because uh, the lady was. Like I took the, what was it, like 1,500 questions? Yeah. It was like fucking four hours or something, right? And I gave it to her. I'm like, okay. She's like, all right, thank you. That's, that's all she said. I was like, okay. So I left. Yeah. I start, and, and 10 minutes later, I started driving, and I get a call. Same thing. Um, Where'd you go? So I'm 
I'm driving home. Do I need to sign something? They're like, you still got to talk to the psychologist or whoever it is. I was like, oh, shit. And I drove back. And she's like, the psychologist thought it was really weird. She was like, no one's ever done that before. And I told her, I'm like, well, I said, I'm sorry, ma'am. That wasn't on purpose. I'm not trying to hide anything. But I turned my paperwork in. And she said, that's it. So I walked away. That's it. Okay. See you later. Yeah. Like the true fire to me, I'm like, okay, you took it literally. Thank you, goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> our work here is done. I did the same thing, dude. Dude, I remember when I took my uh, psychology for uh, the psycho- psychology test or whatever psych test or something. The psych test for Vegas, you know, like you said, fifteen hundred questions and stuff, and I answered the this one question consistently every time, and it was one of those like red flag questions. Yeah, it wasn't having sex with farm animals. That's not the one. That was no. not the one. Before you say it, Dude, that was not the question. No, I, I, I feel you on this one because I know. Exactly. So the question was, um, I lose consciousness, never, da, 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 and I wrote, I, con- I lose consciousness daily. And they're all, what do you mean by that? And I'm all, I go to sleep every night. He goes, well, that's not what the question meant. I go, actually, that is what the question's asking. The question asked that. I mean, he goes, well, what do you mean by that? And I'm all, I go to sleep every single night. Right. So he's all, well. It was asking like drugs or alcohol or I'm all, well, yeah, I, but no, I go to sleep every night. So that's what I was answering is all. Yeah. Okay. So clarify. Fuck. Dude, those, those psych tests, if anyone listening who, who's never been through a psych test is very interesting. It's 1500 questions of some random shit. Like, have you ever shot a gun in a building? Have you ever been angry and wanted to hurt somebody? But then it'll be like, have you ever stolen any, uh, you know, have you ever stolen anything? No. And then. 10 questions later have you ever taken a pencil from work by accident yeah you're like yeah. uh yeah and it's like that's actually that's stealing oh you yeah, contradicted what, yourself what the fuck yeah <laughs> like i don't know but where they got me is i did i finished that and then i went actually it was at polygraph yeah who was i think it was a was another department out here uh, i think la city i don't know one of them but um the guy he kept i think i looking back now he was trying to um Get me on like a drug question, right? Yeah. So, so they'd ask a drug question and be like, all right, have you ever had sex with an animal? I'm like, no. And he'd ask a question and he'd go back, okay, have you ever had sex with an animal? Like, no. And he asked another, well, okay, you ever, you know, you've done this drug? No. Have you ever had sex with an animal? And I, and I paused and I got quiet. And because I thought to myself, I'm like, did I, did I have sex with an animal? Like, <laughs> I was like, is I, I'm thinking, did, I'm, did somebody like divulge something I didn't black? I don't like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm not proud of some of my previous exploits, <laughs> but she wasn't an animal. Right? She may, she may have made some animal noises, but yeah. And I remember like pausing and uh, he's all, have you ever had sex with an animal? I was like, and I remember thinking it was my first one. I said, no, but have I? <laughs> he started laughing and he stopped. He's like, look forward, look forward. <laughs> He's like, so you haven't? I'm like, no, man, I don't know why you keep asking. Anyways, I passed that one, but that's the one time I got a polygraph guy to, to laugh. Oh, I was dude, like, that's well, awesome. Fuck, have I? I mean, tell me. I want to know. I'm kind of like, I need to know this shit, man. Well, you're the one. Am I lying? <laughs> yeah. Am I lying to you? Is that why you keep asking? Yeah, me? I'm like, I remember thinking too. I'm like, what if one of my bonehead friends said something stupid and they fucking called him? <laughs> called the back of the background investigator calls him. You should have seen this dog. <laughs> He's crazy, man. He loves animals. He does. <laughs> Mostly farm animals. It's fucking crazy. He's trying to mount a cow. I'm so glad those days are over, though. Dude, testing. I, that shit is a fucking drag. So it's funny. So Rat after race. I finished medic school, I've been I'd been on. I went out to medic school after like two years, and I knew um, 
a bigger department down here was doing laterals for medics. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I asked my now ex-wife, but wife at the time, I go, hey, do you want me to take this uh, this test? We'll go back home. We can go back home, yeah. I was going to ask you that if you want yeah. to ever, we're going to come back, you know? And she goes, uh, no, you know, we, we've set up a life here. Fast forward six months as we're going through a divorce. And she goes, and you never even tried to go back to California. Oh. I go, oh, <laughs> oh, no. And you know how... They keep the mental, me- they, they keep the break, the, you know, the memory of, you know, on this day at this time, oh, you said yeah. that, that's what I pulled out. <laughs> I go, no, you stand on, let me correct you on that because right. on this date at this time, and you said no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I remember like when I was going through, you know, my divorce shit, but trying to make it work and she had moved out all this crazy shit. And, um, I you know, I called her. I was like, hey, like, well, you know, her birthday was coming. What are you going to do on your birthday? I don't know. I'm probably just going to be alone or hang with my mom. And, you know, it's like, I need my space. Like, don't talk to me. And I mean, I told her, it's like, well, you know, do you want to, I can call you. You want to do something? She's like, no. I need, and then she said that. I, I just, I need my space. And then come through. She files paper. All this stuff happens. She's like, oh, well, you never even called me on my birthday. And my, <laughs> you told me not to. What the fuck? <laughs> like, I just got pissed. I'm like, I just did what you told me to do. Well, you should have known. Yeah, and it's like it's held against you. I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, I, all you got to say is yes. Don't make, try to make me read through this, through these no, lines no, no. or read your mind. It's like, that's not how it works, man. Yeah. I fucking but, hate that shit. I mean, I am grateful, though, for what I went through. Yeah. I came out a stronger person. Yeah. And I met another beautiful woman. I married her. Yeah, it's... uh. Man, when you're going through that stuff, it just seems like your world's ending, you know? I lost 30 pounds in three weeks. Oh, yeah. Dude, I just gone. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. If I'm super stressed, I don't. I just forget to eat. I'm so worried and so focused on that one particular thing that's bugging me or hurting me. You just forget everything else. Yeah. You know, you just start And even when down. I would eat, I just, I had no appetite. I'm like, oh, yeah. a couple bites, you know. <sighs> I couldn't even eat a double-double anymore. Oh. I, just, I started eating it's regular. a tragedy. <sighs> I started eating just regular cheeseburgers. <laughs> you peasant. No double-double. Now, now I am back to double-doubles. <laughs> so For enjoying, the, enjoying the finer things in life, uh, baby. Life has righted itself. <laughs> That's freaking rad. But, uh, I mean, what's your what's your thoughts on, like, the mental health world and fire service and all that stuff? I mean, you know my thoughts on it. I think it's oh, important, yeah. you know? Dude, it's very important. And... and I agree with you that it's becoming less taboo to talk yeah. about. Um, you know, you, only, you always need that one friend you can confide in. But you know what? Sometimes that one friend isn't, you know, and they're going to listen. You know, that one friend is going to listen or whatever. But the, the ability to reach out through the employee assistance program, the EAP shit. And, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's because this job takes a toll. Yes, I mean, does. you know. This, well, you called everyone's worst moment, oh, and yeah. I don't care how tough you may think you are, badass of a fireman, hard charger. Like it wears on you after after. And look at the years you've been on. I've been on less. And I knew it's you know like ten years. I'm like fuck, and you kind of get this different change. You're just like fuck, man. I, I, I get kind of tired, man. I, I mean, I've had lots of calls, but my my ex will tell you there was one call. I've never been the same person since. Oh shit! I told. She goes. It totally changed you. She goes, mm. she goes, I can't exactly give you a pinpoint of, you know, how she goes, but you are a different person. Mm. So, and I mean, cause, cause you know, we're dudes and 
we got we got to bottle up. We got to be men. You know, right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna All talk about my feelings. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah, you know the machismo and shit like that. Right. But you know what, dude? Um, if we have a bad call, it's um, it's really good to just sit and talk with your crew about it and see. You know, hey, are you okay? Are you feeling okay? Yeah. We had a shitty call about six eight months ago, and um, one of the guys was supposed to go home the second day because we worked two day, two in a row and then four off. Yeah. And um, he ended up staying. He turned in his vacation and he stayed with us. He goes, what am I going to do? Go home and stew on this? Wow. And so we stayed together as a crew. And That's I think cool, it was the man. most therapeutic thing that we, we, we could have done for each other. I think, you know, kudos on him for realizing, you know, it's better if I stay here and actually, you know, whether it be talk it out or just hang out. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes even just being with somebody and not even talk about the problem is the world of somebody, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know. And we, and then of course we were inundated with calls too because everybody heard and so yeah so they all started calling the station and stuff and then you had to relive the story every single time mm. and so we got to the point where like yeah it's fine you know I mean but among us so we would still talk about it and stuff but we weren't talking about it with other people mm. because it was reliving the call it was redoing doing it over again right 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 and having a that was the the. I don't know. It's just, it's good to talk about it, but you don't want to keep telling the story over and over again because you essentially relive it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying, man. I just, I hope more, I hope it continues to be less taboo. I hope more guys start talking because, um, unfortunately to even hear know that the firefighter suicide rate is so high now. It's, um, it's, it's kind of disheartening. It breaks your heart. And I had a guy who, you know, who precepted me. Um, for during medic school, a long time paramedic school, excuse me, a long time ago, and unfortunately, he decided to take his life. Jeez. And that's the one time it. He wasn't like my set preceptor. So everyone listening, when you're going through paramedic school and you get to the book portion, you get out of the hospital, they put you in the field. And you have to do was it twenty shifts or something? Twenty shifts, yeah, yeah, twenty shifts. And unless, unless you're like me and you know, 30, oh, you do it in like ten, yeah, 30, no, 30, 40. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> you know what they call the guy that finishes last in paramedic school? Paramedic. <laughs> <laughs> they also called him Mark. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, but yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's just uh, it's not like I said. He, he was a pre the the para, the frontline paramedic that works with in the fire department. He's a firefighter medic, but they call him preceptors when he's teaching a student, and he watches over the student um, to practice their medic skills, but they also have to meet a certain criteria. You know, and uh, I think my preceptor was on vacation or something, and he ended up precepting me uh, two shifts. Yeah. Super cool guy. He's a captain, smart. Um, you know, and then ended up being, what, six years later when he decided to, to do that that choice, you know. And I didn't know. It's not like I knew him well, but it still kind of was like, Dude, it, sh- it shakes you. Yeah, and I couldn't imagine what it did to, to his department, his crew, and just his family, and even him, man, to, to well, be at that point where you think – the best decision you have is to make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Not only that, but also to see the ripple effect of who oh, else it affects. Yes. Like like his family, like his coworkers, like his you know, his crew. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's but it's not just fire either. You know, I mean, look at cops, look at uh, private ambulance, you know. Oh, dude, I no. mean, they're our military, <sighs> Jesus Christ, yeah. man. To me, so, I think it's a huge epidemic. Like, why are we not, why is this not more at the forefront? I mean, I would say it is now, but how come it took so long? Well, it, you, know? you know, it's 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 that whole elephant in the room. 
they don't want to, people True. don't want to talk about it and yeah. because it's not, you know, it's not fun. It's not funny, but yeah. it still needs to be talked about. Right. So, well, I think it's tough too. Cause I'll just say this too, for me as a guy, I mean, it's, you know, to be vulnerable is tough. To oh, be yeah. vulnerable, especially in front of other men is tough. Oh yeah. And the second you start learning to do that, you realize it's actually a good thing because it actually, it might inspire someone else to open up. And then you start realizing, you know, they'll tell their story and you're like, holy shit, I didn't know you're going through that too. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, and then you start finding the support, realize, you know what? I'm not alone. I got somebody else here who's going through something. We're confiding in each other. We can get through this. If he can do it, I can do it, you know? And, it, and like you said, and I totally agree with you on this, that you don't always know what's going on in somebody's house. Right. And, but they could be going through the exact same thing you are. Right. Or something that they're struggling with, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be financial, whether it be marital problems, whether it be your kid's a pain in the ass, and whether, you know, you're struggling with a family member that's having, you know, drug addiction problems and, mm-hmm. you know, you're masking that up and then you're bottling it up. Wow, it's getting deep here. <laughs> here it's getting deep. Done, damn. I know I found my I'm like, I need to take a couple more sips of this drink right now. <laughs> but it's poor I mean it's it's real it's real life stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and you know it's it's sometimes it, it's tough to talk about, but it's like I'd rather uh, people us be honest. Like this is actually what people are our dudes are going through. And yeah. this is why for me, maybe for you too, why our motorcycle club is so important Dude, to me. Amazing. Yeah. You know? And people make fun of it or whatever and say this and that, but it's like, it's, it's you, a lot of times people make fun of what they don't understand. No. It's like, you guys don't even understand what, what these dudes mean to me, what riding with these guys is and how we, we talk and have fun, but we can also be super real and just vomit my life's bullshit on them. And they'll be like, all right, let's talk about that. How are yeah. we going to fix this? How are yeah. we going to change the situation so we can get you better? You know, it's amazing what wind therapy does for you. Oh, dude, you know how many times when I'm, I don't even listen to the radio. Oh, dude, I dude. just fucking it's, go. Dude, it's so awesome. It's amazing. Just getting out there. I love opening my visor. Just having the wind hit me in the face, you know? Fuck yeah. And I'm like, I look down and I'm like, 65, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always obey the rules, yes, baby. Yes, yes. <laughs> For the record. Yes, yes. Allegedly, some may go faster than the speed limit, but never us. No, not us. Never, dude. Are you, you ride, did you ride down in the full face or yeah, skull cap? I, so I don't, I don't wear a skull cap anymore. Yeah, you say I'm, you used to. I used to, yeah. Uh, I used to have the novelty helmets, you know, the the, the smaller ones, because you know it's totally cool. Yeah, super and safe. Then, uh, I've found riding in the full face is so much more comfortable for me, dude. Crazy comfortable. And and so the other thing I learned on my my ride to New York mm-hmm. was I was passing through states where I didn't have to wear a helmet all the time, so you could take it off and you know just put it on your bag or whatever, strap it down. I found I was getting more tired on those days where if I didn't wear a helmet mm-hmm. because you're getting beat up by the wind, you know, yes. and the sun, that yeah. shit will wear you out. Oh, man. oh my God. It'll wear you out. I'm a ginger, man. I can't have it. <laughs> Dude, I got, I got to cover up. You're, I would see. Yeah. You're not like the light skin ginger Dude, or the I, light, light hair. You got the darker. Yeah. Darker shit going on. Uh, now, now I mean, when I was a kid, <laughs> freaking Opie. Are your kids gingers now? No, no, my, my, uh, huh? no, and it's funny because their mom's a redhead too. Really? So, yeah. So my kids, uh, uh, Jake's got blonde hair and Holly's uh, brunette. Okay. So now it's funny. So my now my current wife. Yeah. Um, her little boy. Oh my god, blonde hair, blue eyes. Like, oh my gosh, 
Oh, sure. He is friggin' little toehead. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, I, I read something a while ago that um, that redhead gene or whatever it like it's kind of it's fading out. away. Oh yeah. yeah, like you're you're special, you're yeah. protected class. They're saying that uh, I'm an endangered species. That's right. They're man. saying maybe by uh, the year 2050 or 21, um, 20, oh, no, 2051. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> or, or like. Well, yeah, what is that? 2120? 2150? 20, 20, uh, <laughs> yeah. 100, basically, in 100 years, the yeah. redheads could be gone. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. So, what, what are you going to do to I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, dude, if I make it past. Do you guys need donations? <laughs> if I make it past 50, I'm going to be impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I do requires a helmet. Dude, no shit. Dude, dude same here. You I know, love it. Work I helmet. Love it. Snowboarding helmet, mountain biking helmet, motorcycle helmet. Mm-hmm. So everything I do, do you I have know, so many different helmets. Skydiving, uh, I have a I have a helmet for skydiving, and that changed my world because you don't get the wind blast in your face. Mm-hmm. It's not as loud. It's it's really crazy. And I have a you know a ditter altimeter thing in my um, in my helmet that's telling me as I'm falling eight thousand, six thousand, five, <laughs> and it's crazy, dude. But like because it cinches down onto your like. Around your head, under your jaw, yeah. your neck. So, like, dude, it just—you don't get any wind. It's real quiet. It's almost like you can talk to somebody if they, like you had a big ass helmet and you're both falling. It's it's weird, man. You could—it's just—it's crazy. I love it. I like how in the movies when they're skydiving. Point Break. This is a great one. The best one. When he, <laughs> the best, best one. Oh yeah, the only the best one. And and we're not, we're talking about Patrick Swayze Point Break. We're not talking about the crappy remake. <sighs> the remake was terrible. <sighs> God. That's two some hours. Things, I'm not, I'm not going to get back. Yeah, some things you can't remake, man. Yeah. You just got to let it be. But they're talking when they're skydiving. You pull the cord. You pull the cord. I'm like, <laughs> it's so loud when you're skydiving, dude. It's well, crazy face loud. Face to face. I'm, I'm pretty sure they can't hear, but I don't know. No. Because like, I haven't skydived. great movie. Oh, dude, it's amazing. You said you haven't skydived? I've never skydived. When are we doing it? I don't know. We can do it in know. Vegas. It's right there at Gene Airport. That's yeah. where I learned how to skydive. Dude, I, 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 I want to do it. Oh, it's amazing. But I, I don't want to do it in Vegas. I want to do it. I want to do it somewhere pretty. Oceanside. I want to do it somewhere. The Saint, the the guy who owns Go Jump Vegas, mm-hmm. he owns Go Jump Oceanside. And oh, when nice. you jump out of the plane, ocean's here. Dude, it's That's amazing. Awesome. It's fucking amazing. But I'm dude. scared I'm going to make a wrong turn. I'll go out into the ocean. Nah, you get eaten by sharks. <laughs> nah, you'll because you'll do a tandem. Your your tandem instructor will be uh, skydiver. He's got you. So I'm going to have a dude on my back. You'll be nuts to butt. Nice. Uh, actually. Yeah, you'll be nuts, but it depends because they have some uh, females there, do who, there too who do tandems. You never know. Yeah. Depending, because if you're bigger, they'll put you with a smaller person to try to offset the weight. Oh, I'm bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the hundred pounder. Yeah. <laughs> <In> the <shit. laughs> so, dude, I love your stories about how hearing about how you just said, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it in a week." Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, my, well, you know, I. I always have this mentality. Uh, I'm not afraid to fail. Yeah. I'm not afraid to try something new. I'm not afraid to look dumb because everyone will always say, well, what if you fail or what if it's like, yeah, but what if you actually succeed? What if it goes well, like in a business venture or skydiving or you want to learn a new sport or get in shape? It's like, sometimes you got to take that leap of faith, man. Just not go only for that, it. but it's okay to fail. Yeah. You learn a lot. God do, damn. You learn a lot from failing. Why do we fail? Why do we fall down? Master Bruce. So we can learn to get back up. That's right. See? Fall movie, down six I'd times. I'd have threw my movie quote in there. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, dude. Fall down six, get up seven, dude. Yeah. I think it's good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 
don't get me wrong. I mean, there's there's still that um, there's still that like anxiousness and the fear of failing at something or oh, I might look dumb. But over the years, I've just kind of you forget about. I don't. For me, I just got to the point in my life where like I really don't give a fuck what anybody thinks or what you. I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to pursue and go after things I want to do. And that's it. If you don't agree with it or you don't like it, well, hey, you've seen me cool. karaoke, right? Amazing. Do you but, remember in fucking Sacramento that night? Oh, dude, that was amazing. That was one of the best dude, nights I've dude, ever had. Dude, I love the fact that the karaoke DJ goes, I want to sing the last song with you guys. I always close out the night, but I want you guys to sing with me. What song do you want to sing? Was it, wasn't it you or Punchy who did um, uh, Home Oh, that was Punchy. That was Punchy. Dude, since then, I, I've... It was one of the greatest karaoke performances it ever. Was, that was the most fun I've ever had karaoke, honestly. Man, maybe too because the bar was full. Yeah, yeah. But people were getting into it. Dude. It was fun. I know I can't sing. I cannot sing. It's all about <laughs> stage presence, bro. Absolutely. And and picking songs that you don't actually have to sing. We're yeah. not going to take it by Twisted Sister. <laughs> Come on. Bad to the bone. You just uh, yell at the microphone. That's it. Dude, we went from there. <clears throat> we, we we closed that place down, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Two in the morning, we ended up buying a... Well, we got some fucking chicken wings, yes, right? And yes. then we were in a park at fucking three in the morning, yep. freezing our ass off in September, eating chicken wings. Dude, it was, it was, so, <laughs> it was so worth it. Dude, it was, it, was, it was a blast. That was a, that was a great fucking trip, dude. Oh, man. I just... <laughs> I wish I remembered more. <laughs> I know. That was the trip where uh, Breeder and I got caught in a tornado. Oh, that's right. Me, Breeder, and Punchy, we went to that, there... that bar, Sw- Swabies, and we got caught oh, in a tornado. Yeah. That's that's the bar that was by the river, right? Yeah, it's right on the river. It's a yeah, pirate isn't bar. The, isn't that the one where Cosmo like, swam and yeah, shit, allegedly? Dude, <laughs> no, there was no allegedly. <laughs> he, was, he ran down on the, off that off that roof and jumped off into the river on that tin roof, and I'm like, he's going in. He's going to fall in there. I, oh, God, I remember someone saying, like, dude, he could have fell to that fucking roof. Dude, yeah. That, now, that that's Footy's whole fucking... Dude. That wild ass man, oh, I love God, that man. He is crazy. He, uh, dude. When we all get together, it's our. There's a certain group of us. Not to hit yeah. on anybody else, but like there's a certain group of us. Like, dude, it's always tight. A fucking rad time. Oh, dude, always. You know the th- <laughs> and you know the funny thing about Footy. Mm. So you know he's crazy party wild man, allegedly. allegedly. And but I mean, dude, I have seen him get down on when somebody was having a problem. And yeah. he just sat there and talked to him. Like, that turned off, and he was the most genuine, caring person. I'm like, aren't you the guy that <laughs> breaks plates? Aren't you the aggressive, loud, yeah. obnoxious? <laughs> but, dude, he, I mean, it was crazy. You know, I mean, one of his wife, um, one of the wives was sick, and he helped carry her upstairs and helped That's take true. care of her. And he probably dude, he's was a awesome. Fucking, he's strong, dude, but he's. Uh, dude, that guy, you know, the friendship that I've grown to have with him, I really appreciate. Um, like you said, you can tell he's a real, he's one of the like old school, real like firemen, dude. Like he's oh, yeah. got your fucking back, dude. Yeah. He knows how to have a good time, but when he knows like a dude or your, his brother's in trouble, he's going to take care of it. Yeah. You know, and that's something like I remember thinking, I want to take that away from this dude. Like I got to do that. I want to be that type of person, you know? Yeah. So We're not, not take it out. away. Share, share it. Share it. That's right. Share it. Hell yeah, dude. Spread the wealth. Take it from the... I always say, yeah, take that little nugget from... I don't know. Yeah. Yes. I, I, no, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. What's up, footy? <laughs> you crazy bastard. Why, why aren't you on this podcast? Oh, this is a shave. 
I know. There's a few guys that'd be like, oh, "How did Shave get on first? He kept harassing me. He wouldn't <laughs> shut up about it. <laughs> All the stars aligned, man. Yeah, exactly. All the stars aligned. It's fucking awesome. Dude. I could have ridden back to Vegas today. You could have. I didn't want to. You made it work. I appreciate that, by the way. So now you like the studio, man. Well, dude, it's freaking awesome. Not bad, huh? It's a nice setup. It's comfortable. We got our own little spot back here. I think. Uh, I think it's. I like your Nick. Nicholas Cage. I feel like he brings a lot of inspiration. Well, he does. Yeah, he's uh, you know, he's made some mistakes in his life. He's, I, you know, he blows money on like dinosaur bones and shit. And dude, I, I saw in New Orleans. <laughs> I saw his. Uh, he's already bought a, a a grave in New Orleans. No, it's way. a pyramid. You gotta be shitting me. No it's, way. It's fucking ginormous too. I gotta look that. It up. is huge. It's so it's built. Everything's ready. Oh yeah. It's it's like you know how, how they don't bury people in New Orleans. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Because of the yeah. flooding and yeah, shit. Yeah. Right? And, and so and so he has a uh, it's like a mausoleum. I think that's what they're called. Or, <laughs> yeah. But dude, it is it is fucking huge. <laughs> Just and and so we we went on a graveyard no tour because that's one of the cool way. things to do right, in New Orleans. Right. And so we're there and they're all. Does anybody know who that is? Who's who's that is? Like, I'll tell you. I'll give you a hint. He's not dead yet. That's, that's Nicholas Cage's. No way, yeah. dude. What did you? What would you say that cost? Oh, dude. It, what hundred G's at least? Oh, minimum. Probably more minimum. than that. I mean, he bought a goddamn island. <laughs> I think. I think the government took it back though. Oh, dude. He's yeah, he, he's he's had some money problems, dude. Dude well, buys crazy ass shit. But that's why, he, that's why he makes all those crappy movies. Oh, I know. You know, I'm a diehard fan. I, I gotta admit, like Cage, I love your brother, but. You've, you've done some interesting ones, but you you're, know, you're doing what you got to do. I appreciate that. He's working hard. You know who's on track? Hmm. Starting to match him? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis has been making some turds lately. You know, there was one, I think, on Netflix. They say it's the worst movie ever made. Is it the one on Netflix? Yeah. I think it was because I tried watching it the other night. And I shut it off. Oh, really? And I was like, this is not the Bruce Willis I used to know. Like, where's Yippie Kaye, motherfucker? Where, what happened, dude? Exactly. <laughs> one of the best Christmas movies ever. Well, hey, it's like one of those things, right? That. There's gonna be someone younger, better that comes along. Mm-hmm. You know, he was big for a while, dude. He's huge. He, would, he could do no wrong. Yeah, and he was, you know, married to Demi Moore. <sighs> Damn, dude. Mm. Even when she shaved her head and saved in Private Ryan, I was still like, good. You're still beautiful, baby. Yeah, you're still beautiful, man. Like when you, when a woman can shave her head and still look that good, and still look that beautiful, you're like, dude, that's a whole nother beauty going on right yeah. now. Yeah, that's freaking rad. <laughs> like you got it going on, baby. I don't look good with a shaved head. I don't look good with hair, but <laughs> I can pull it off. Mm. I, sh- I used to shave my head for a while. Yeah, yeah. No, just shave the sides. I was gonna call you today and ask, before you got here, and I was gonna say, "Hey, where's your barbershop?" Oh, dude, you should have went. Go on the way up. home. It's on the way home. Might do it. I don't know. I think I'm just gonna let it grow again. How long? Not Ricky Rings wrong. Long. <laughs> Ricky Rings wrong. Ricky Rings. Rings long. is at a whole nother level, bro. <laughs> I got. I do. I do have mustache envy with that guy. Yeah. And, he, dude, and I have a powerful mustache right now. You do. It's legit. And uh, I look at Rings. I miss mine. There's a picture of you and I with a mustache. Yeah. It's an awesome picture. That, our, both of our hairs blown out too. No shit. <laughs> you know who else has a good mustache? Is Moz. Really, dude. His. You saw him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, his mustache, he's, he's all white herped out. Yeah, dude, it's huge. That's freaking awesome. Badass, dude. But, uh, dude, you know what, man? I, Cage is my inspiration, bro. He's my favorite actor. That's awesome. He's my, I, did, I did not know he already had. I'm going to look that up. And when I go visit family in New Orleans, I've actually been looking at property down there in the French Quarter. Yeah. Because um, I just love how historic it is down there. You know who my, uh, my, my, my favorite actor is? William Defoe. Well, close. No, close. But well, give, me, give me what, what, what era? 90s? Mm. 80s? 90s he's still making movies now um let's see let's see oh i've already mentioned his name on this podcast 
he played a character. You had a quote, didn't you? Well, not that one. That was, well, that was Batman when I dropped, but you tell him hell's coming with me. Oh, fuck. Who is it? Kurt Russell. God, dude. Kurt Russell, I like that pick. Dude. Because he's a solid actor, man. Dude. No matter what he does. I haven't really seen a shitty... Even his like older stuff was still good. Was it, was it Battle of L.A.? Or, uh, um, what a Battle of L.A.? Um, Leaving Los Angeles? Escaping, Escaping es- Los Angeles. Escape from L.A. Escape from L.A. <laughs> well, which was a, the first sequel he ever did, because the first one was Escape from New York. That's right. That's right. John Carpenter. Dude. Because he started his career with Disney. Yes, he did. I remember the computer his, that wore tennis shoes. Yes. Oh, man. Was that the one where he ate the... Uh, the cereal and it had that shit in it. And he was able to like fucking be strong, like Samson. And I think, I think, was that the I one think it was too? a different one, but I mean, dude, he did a ton of Disney movies. Yeah. I mean, he was, and um, it was funny. I was talking about Curzel the other day with my mom, and she's all, I don't know why him and Goldie Hawn have never gotten married. I'm all, maybe it works. Yeah. They don't, they're making it work. Yeah. You know what's funny? I just watched their two uh, Santa, uh, Christmas, Christmas movies. Chronicles too, they're yeah. actually really good. Oh, dude, they're amazing. Uh, yeah. I watched He plays them, a like, great Santa. He does. He, the character he did as Santa is fucking, I thought was spot on. And like his costume, it didn't look all kind of um, like the pictures. It's all white and this yeah. and that. It looked legit. And then yeah. when they told the backstory where he's from like Turkey and mm-hmm. the, the gnomes, all that, or elves, excuse me, not gnomes. Well, I was actually into it. I'm like, dude, this is the fucking Santa movie I've been waiting for. Dude, I will say that Kurt Russell's best word that he says, nobody says the word bullshit. Like Kurt Russell. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> Dude, you watch Overboard or yeah. Tango and Cash, you know, some of the vintage 90s Kurt Russell movies. He's all, that is such bullshit. <laughs> and he just says it with so much feeling. That's oh. like my favorite word that Kurt like Russell says. he means says. it. Yeah. When he does it too, he, get, he whips his head. He's like, ah, it's like bullshit. Mr. Tango has spoken quite eloquently. <laughs> and I wish I could do the same. Dude, how'd you like him in Hateful Eight? Oh, dude, bro, he did. Dude, his it. mustache. I know. <laughs> I go back to the mustache. I know. And he had a big coat. You know what's crazy, though? That movie, I quit in Tarantino, but I wasn't expecting for him to die. Oh, dude. When he started dying, I was like, the movie's over. Yeah. I don't fucking want to watch this anymore. Dude, and I love Domergoo. Yeah. Domergoo. And then he punched when he punched him in the <laughs> face. <laughs> you know what I found out? You know when Domergoo was playing the guitar? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. He I heard smashed this. it. Yep. It was an actual, it was a special edition Taylor guitar. Yeah. It was that, worth, like worth thousands. Yeah. And he thought it was just a prop one that mm-hmm. he could break. And it was out of nowhere. He just took it and he smashed it. And um, the actress that was playing Domergoo, her reaction was real because she knew it was the special edition, like this Taylor guitar. Yeah. And she was like, <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when um, in, in Django, when uh, um, Leonardo, Leonardo, DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio, he really smashed his, he really, oh, yeah. he really, that blood was real. That blood was real. Yeah. He, he cut his hand on the glass and he kept going. Damn, dude. What do you think? What do you feel about Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, bro? I like him, dude. I feel I, like he sells it so fucking dude, well. He, he, I, I will go see any movie with him. Yeah, he doesn't make like a shit ton of movies no. anymore. Like and he's full of, on dad bod now, too. Oh, he don't give a fuck. He doesn't do he's he's models. I'm, I'm fucking Leo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Leo. I'm 250 pounds. I'm Leo. Fuck it. Dude, he doesn't give a shit. He just cruises, man. He's dating all the models, does whatever oh, yeah. he wants. And it, you know, I always wonder why some of these models date him. Maybe they think oh, I'll be the one that he marries. Yeah. He, he like dates him for a little bit and just dumps him. Well, see you later. Yeah, I'm done. I'm going to move on. Next yeah. one. He he does what Breeder did to me this morning. Just <laughs> leaves out the door at 630 in the morning. <laughs> what up, Breeder? <laughs> you crazy bastard. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, dude. I mean, I th- you know, this whole COVID thing, dude. 
I just want to go back to the movies. I just want to go back to the movies. How? I, I saw a picture this other day. And I, I, I'm not even going to try to qu- like quote this meme, but it showed the like a picture of a... Like, you know, you walk down the hall and you see theater five, four, and two. Mm-hmm. And it's empty. And it was like, God, we took this for granted. Oh, yeah. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, we totally did. I miss it. Like, I miss going to the movies and the experience and buying popcorn, just sitting there. And, and for an hour and a half or two hours, forgetting about life and being lost in the story. Dude, that's like one of my favorite things to do. I mean, I got same. riding my motorcycle and I fucking love Dude, going to the movies. You know, I love going to movies because um, growing up, like, we weren't poor, but we definitely didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. And my parents couldn't, like, we went to the movies. It was special, but they couldn't afford to buy us the treats, the popcorn or soda or anything. Yeah. It was like, we could just go to the movie and that was it. So for me, it's still special. And when I go, man, I buy everything. Oh, I get the fucking big ass Snickers. I get licorice. I get the XL Coke. I get a big ass popcorn and throw freaking jalapenos on there. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I th- you know what? Honestly, I think this whole COVID thing and this lockdowns actually might be my fault because this is the year in 2020. I bought that movie pass on Lebanon movie pass for me, oh, and my, no. me, and, me and Jake. Yeah. I bought us a movie pass. We can go to the movies <laughs> anytime, we, anytime want. we wanted. How much was that? It was, I think it was uh 200 bucks. That's, that's not bad. No. And I'm like, dude, we dude, that'll to, pay for itself in a month. I'm all, we go to the movie 20 times and we're coming out in the black. Yeah. So, and, uh, Jake was all excited and cause that's our thing. I mean, five, yeah. I, I showed you the, my Facebook memories from mm-hmm. five years ago today. Jake and I went and saw the force awakens. Oh, you're a Star Wars guy. Oh, I'm a Star Wars How guy. How much do you love the Mandalorian? I love the Mandalorian so much. My bi- what good, you've dude. seen my motorcycle. I love it. My motorcycle, the license plate says Mando. And then <laughs> MNDO. <laughs> I just spent $400 on custom decals for my tank. It's so legit. With the Mando it's, on them. It's cool because, you know, it's your feel. It's something dude. you like. I love that, dude. I have lightsabers tattooed on the inside of my fingers. <laughs> No. Oh my God, you do. My wedding anniversary is oh May 4th. God. So I can say, May the 4th be with you. <laughs> I t- uh, when, so when we got married, I told her, I go, this is the only day it's happening. That's we're so getting, bad. we're getting married on May 4th. That's and so she's all what? And she's, it was like a Sunday and shit. <laughs> Dude, it was, well, it was a Friday. Oh, it worked. That and, worked. uh, we did it out in Catalina. No shit. Yeah. So nice, we had dude. like a destination wedding out in Catalina. It was yeah. pretty, dude, it was so much fun though, man. That's cool. Such a good party. Yeah. So, That's fucking rad, man. I fucking love parties. <laughs> dude, I, I th- have you seen how they filmed the, the Mandalorian? Yes. Isn't oh, that dude, fucking That behind radical? the scenes thing? Dude, it's so crazy. Radical. I think it's going to change the way the movies are shot Completely. now. Completely. I thought the same thing when I saw it, man. It, I, you know, you see behind the scenes of other movies and shit through the years and I, I watched that one. I was blown away. Dude, and John Favreau and Dave Filoni are doing... Give Star Wars to them. Yes. Give them Star Wars. I think they're honoring it very well, too. Well, they're fanboys. Yeah. That's what it is. They love it. Right. So, and they're creative people Mm -hmm. who not only love something, but they're just telling the stories that people want to hear, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So... Dude, I love that little baby Yoda, though. He's so cool. Have you watched this season yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. So oh, fuck know. yeah. So can we say his name? Can we say Grogu? Yeah, we could say uh, spo- We'll just say spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> yeah, his name is Grogu. Remember when Mando said it? He's like, ah. Yeah, Grogu. <laughs> Grogu. He's so cool. I'm like, oh, I want a little Yoda. Dude, it's funny. So Jake and I normally stay up till midnight and oh. watch the Mando. Okay. At midnight. On Saturday? On Thursdays. Thursdays. Oh, when's it come out? Fridays? Thurs- yeah, Friday mornings. Friday morning. Okay, yeah. Midnight. So it comes out midnight. So... 
But shout yeah. out to Jake. He's going to wait for me. We're going to watch it tomorrow when I get home. Fuck yeah, dude. Or we can watch it tonight when we get down to the podcast. No, I can't. Because Are you sure? Jake, I, I never know. Well, he's going to listen to the podcast. Is he? I, I hope know. he does. Well, yeah, he's got Jake, have you subscribed yet? He, he left a review? He, I, <laughs> I think I left a review. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's very favorable. Oh, God bless you. I appreciate so, that. Dude, this is awesome. Fuck yeah, man. It's good times. and Dude, to, to be able to... I've said this so many times on here, but nowadays in our society with people and just technology and phones, like when do you actually get to sit down and just talk to somebody face to face and you have the headphones on, they're in your ears, you can hear, you know, it's like, it's a real true engaging conversation. Whereas, and there's nothing against when we're hanging out with friends or doing anything, but you know, talk and then they'll pick their phone and they'll do different things or whatever it may be. But when's the like, when's the real, like really the last time you sat down or even whatever, and talk to somebody for an hour and a half, two hours. Just face to face. Yeah, just, I just had a combo. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried, dude. I was worried. I was like, no. I, I, at first, I was like, yeah, I want to do it. Yeah, I want to do it. And then, the then like, t- today came in. I'm like, I'm actually kind of fucking nervous. <laughs> it's not that I'm bad. Gonna, I'm going to sound like a nor- no, dork. No, no, no. Uh, most of our guests, they before they come on, they're like, man, I'm really nervous. Like, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, dude, it's just a conversation. There's just a mic in front of you. It's all good. We're going to hang out. Drink we beer. We got my studio. We're going to have some beer. We're going to hang out. That's it. Let's just talk about life. Let's just fucking chill and talk, man. Speaking it's all good. I, I, I'm going to top it off again. Yeah, actually, speaking of which, what are we drinking? We're drinking Fat Tire. Hell yeah, dude. What, what do you give this on a scale of 1 to 10 for beer? Oh, this is this is, this is is 10. This I agree. Is, this is my number one. I like it. Um, I like, I usually, I'm usually a light beer dude. Yeah. I'm always drinking Coors or uh, Michelob, but this is really good. One of the things I like about Fat Tire is it doesn't leave... Uh, there's no aftertaste. I was going to say that. I'm like, man, None drinking this, I'm like, this is smooth. It's like, this is kind of dangerous because I'll start oh, putting shit. these down, man. Yeah. <laughs> and after last night, I was like, dude, I'm never drinking again. Yeah. And then look at me. You, you know what I ask you? I don't know. Dare I say it's a life-changing moment, but your hand. My hand. What's the story on this? So everyone, uh, we're listening, but you have a significant hand injury, right? How I much? Do. How much usage of you? Is there a percentage you have? Uh, I'm probably at about eighty-five to ninety percent use. Okay, I'll say because you could still. I can your, still pull my clutch. Right, right. The problem is okay. So I'll tell the story. Yeah, we'll start from the beginning okay. of the story. So, uh, 2017, I bought a razor. I bought a side by side ATV, and um, first test drive out. I had my dad with me. We went and bought it, and went and took a test drive. So I'm out there with friends, and. Uh, I'm still getting used to driving it because I've driven ATVs. I've driven like dune buggies and stuff like that. And that's kind of what this is. But, um, my, my buddy was facing one way. We were driving back to the truck. We were going to load up and leave. We were 10 minutes from being done and I was 90 degrees to him. And so I just bumped, I just gave it some gas and cranked the wheel and, uh, I rolled it. I tipped over. Oh, you stick uh, your hand out. I stuck my hand out on the roll bar or what? No, I re- like so it was really slow. And the guys that were with me, they're all Dude, the crash was actually really boring. It wasn't a good crash. <laughs> you got to change the story. <laughs> so, so I just it was really slow, and we started tipping over. And I saw the ground coming right at my face, and yeah. I just stuck my hand out to which so is my probably face a natural did, reaction. Yeah, right? and yeah. I just didn't want my face to get smashed. And. uh the roll bar hit my hit my hand and so it it exploded you went like this and then it rolled on top like that on just top of it straight down on it fuck dude okay now was your adrenaline going you didn't feel anything or did you feel every oh, part I felt of it? everything fuck because not only not only did it do that but it did it while we were sliding too oh bro so, so it kind of degloved the top of your hand a little bit yeah fuck me oh my god so that makes uh, my freaking hand hurt just thinking about that so um my dad hit his head on the on the roll bar he he wasn't cinched down 
and with a seatbelt all the way. Okay. And uh, he hit his head. So my dad's bleeding from the head. I'm looking at my hand and my hand had exploded basically. And I can see bones and tendon and shit. Oh, geez. and I'm like, there's gotta be sand all up. Oh in that dude. Thing. It was, so they, <laughs> and my, no. And my first initial reaction was, well, I guess I'm not a fireman anymore. That's, oh, that damn. was the first thing I thought. Well, I'm like, I guess I'm not a fireman anymore. And I'm like, I don't know what, I can't do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so they call 911 and we had to get driven out. Um, where were you guys at? We're out at apex in Vegas, just uh, oh, north, north of the speedway. Okay. About, oh yeah. Yeah. Probably I about 10 miles out. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's going back towards, up towards Utah. No, apex. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, the north end of town. Wrong way. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And so, um, they had to drive us out in the razor. Uh, my buddy's razor. We left mine there. And um, by the time we showed up, there was two fire engines, two ambulances, and a helicopter had already landed. Oh no! Shit. Was it yeah. your? Own, it wasn't your department that got you? Right? No, it was Clark County. So Fuck. and uh, Medic West. So and they flew you out. No. Um, well, the captain asked me. He goes, "Can you walk?" And I, I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Well, you don't need flight then. You're good." And I'm like. Hey man, I, I don't care. I just yeah. Care. So, like, imagine the bill though if you were to fly out, dude. Oh. I saw the bill for just what I did in my eight days in the hospital. Oh, so, um, god damn. So I, I get taken to the trauma center, and I was a horrible patient because I was barking <laughs> orders at, at the medic and telling him what to do, and I'm like, <laughs> like they're trying to start the IV mm-hmm. as the as the uh, the ambulance is moving through the desert, and I pull my arm back and I go, tell him to stop. He goes, what do you mean? Well, tell him to stop, get the line, and then let's go. Yeah. He goes, hey, that's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that's a good good idea. That's why I said it. And then as soon as uh, he got the IV, I looked at the other medic, and I go, you, pain meds, now. Excuse me. And then he pushed a 100 of fentanyl, which which should have done more than it did. Right. So we're about halfway to the hospital and I go, and I, you know, we're just talking and it was already wrapped up because my buddy had a first aid kit. So they never even saw my hand as far as the injury. Oh, shit. So for all they know, they think I have a scratch or something. And I'm right. like, dude, no, it's bad. And so um, we're about halfway to the hospital. I go, listen, man, I, don't, I, need, I, need, I need some more pain meds. And he goes, well, I can't give you any more pain meds without orders. I go, actually, yes, you can. <laughs> I work here in Vegas. <laughs> Actually, know. yes, you can. But you're going to tell trauma anyway because you always have to tell trauma. Mm-hmm. So ask them then. And so, sure, you know, they gave me another five of uh, morphine. Damn. Which still wasn't touching it. So you should have given me, uh, you said fentanyl or yeah. blotted? What was it? Fentanyl? fentanyl, yeah. So, um, but it was just, and, and then the, the other thing was I refused in the hospital to say 10 out of 10. I mean, I was at a 10 out of 10 on pain, Yeah, but I refused to say it because I hate people that say, oh, it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. And I'm like, so I kept saying, it's an eight. Yeah. That's all I would tell him. It's and a I'm nine, like, nine and a half. I'm like looking at you through my hand. Yeah. I can see through my hand, but yeah, I'll tell you it's an eight. Did you go right into surgery? So I went to the trauma center and happened about two o'clock in the afternoon. I wasn't in surgery till about six. So, and then he was... <coughs> Excuse me. I was in surgery for about seven hours, and most of that was just uh, pulling out sand. Oh, okay. so I thought, man, that had to be a yeah. Because I wasn't. A this is the one wound. time I wasn't wearing gloves because uh, I had forgot them. In um, I just forgot them at home. So did they, like, did they knock you out when they were cleaning your um, hand? So up? so I was. They yeah, they knocked me out. Um, they did that first surgery, and then that was on Monday. 
my next surgery was on <clears throat> uh, next surgery was on Thursday, and then I had another surgery on Friday. And, Holy shit! Um, no, I'm sorry, sat Sunday, and the whole time I was I was like, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna have a hand, you know. And the doctor's like, Yeah, I'm always gonna look normal. He yeah. goes, Yeah, it'll look pretty normal, you know. I mean, and I can you I straighten mean, your your index finger? Nope. That this guy, the, all the tendons are gone. Oh shit! So it's so stuck kind of halfway. Yeah. So it, it it just bends. So dang, your chick must love that. Finger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it still works this way. Kids are gonna listen. It's like, still works this way, mom. But I can't I can't do the finger wag anymore because oh, that tendon's gone. So all those tendons for your index finger are gone. Yeah. Well, oh, the ones that do this that retract it. Oh, are still I see. There. I see. Okay, but but, but the ones that control it that way. Oh so, shit! And it's so funny. So the. Um, after my first surgery, the doctor comes in and he's explaining everything to me. And he's, I mean, he's telling me stuff that I learned in medic school, right? But I don't. I flush that after. <laughs> I don't need to know all the names yeah. of the bones, you know. And he's all, okay. I had to do this and this and this. Do you have any questions? I go, yeah. Hey, listen, doc. If you just got to take the hand and give me the Luke Skywalker model, that's going to hit fantasies for me like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> doctor looked at me and walked out. Didn't oh, even give me a courtesy what? laugh. <laughs> Oh, and, dude, I'm he's like, too serious. and I'm like, come on, man. That was a little funny. Yeah. Like, throw come me a, on. Throw me a courtesy giggle. Lighten up the mood here. It's a pretty so, dark time. Well, how long was the healing process of that? So I was off the first time for seven months. That's a lot quicker than I thought. So, dude, I thought it was going to be off for a year. I, I, that's my first thought. It'd be uh, at least a year. Yeah. The, but dad insult to injury. I'm left-handed. No shit. Yeah. So you've had to learn how to write right. I had to learn how to write right-handed. As a fucking adult man. Uh, man more of a man child. <laughs> Dude, so you had to you've had to kinda adapt and overcome some shit right there, man. Being, yeah. To have to learn how to write under the dirt. God damn. That's like me hurting my right arm or hand and now I gotta learn how to write left. Dude, it that'd it, be a pain in the ass. I don't learn how to wipe my ass right handed. <laughs> hey, hey, you you wanna do a challenge? Take your opposite hand. And wipe your ass with your opposite you know, hand. I'll, I'll just say this. I, it hasn't happened to me, but in my fire service career, I burned my uh, hand second and third degree on a fire when I was on the truck. And what was I, 23, 24-year-old man, hands are wrapped up. You know who's got your back? Dear old mom. Yeah. Literally. Mm. And I was like, fuck, this is embarrassing. But <laughs> so humiliating. <laughs> I'm done, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> mama, you want me? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry i already flushed oh dude wild bro dude it was uh, i mean uh, and my problem was i didn't i had to be very careful because i didn't want to slip a digit what if i like it <laughs> you're like ah, oh, whoa oh mm. we might got something yeah. here <laughs> seven, so you said seven months did you go back to work on light yeah i was, duty? On, I was on light duty for six months on Damn. that one but so but you had to do you guys have what is that long term disability and all that stuff? Yeah, so I got Aflac. Okay, and I'm on Dude, the old. Man. I'm on the old plan. So Aflac still paid me even while I was on light duty. Ooh, that's, that's so nice, bro. It made it made things a little bit easier. Yeah, I have Aflac and Dearborn secondary yeah. insurance. So that did it's. Dude, anybody I, who has a crazy lifestyle and you're an active person living your life, you better get some secondary insurance. Dude, I will tell you what, I have collected more from Aflac. Then I will ever pay into it. I know. I did it for somebody else. I, will, I, will, I think they're tired of me. <laughs> dude, I, I am like, I, collectively over 18 years, I think I've probably 
collected like thirty thousand from Aflac from everything. Holy shit! It's so important. I think it's important to have, dude. If you're at least, I don't know. I don't want to say like everybody, but I, I think it's some people should look into because you don't know what's gonna happen, man. Dude, you don't. And to have that like extra, I think I have like the paycheck protection, uh, accident, hospital stay. I got some other like cancer stuff. I got too. cancer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. To me, it's just like it's one of those things. Like, you kind of want to be responsible because you you got people who depend on you and care yeah. about you, and you got fucking bills to pay. It's like, dude, yeah, you got to take care of yourself, man. Touching touching back on the hand a little bit. It's uh, yeah, I can do all the gross motor skills that I would need to do as a fireman. Okay, but it's the fine motor stuff, like when I'm working on my bike or in the car the or something. To the, to yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Just trying yeah. trying to thread something on there. So now you've had to learn to do that too, right handed. Or yes. do you use like your middle finger on your left hand with your thumb? Um, I know I can't because I can't because I, I can touch this finger to this okay. to my thumb. I can touch that, but I can't. That's it. I can't. Damn. And it's wider, my hand. Wow, dude. I mean, to even to have the thought that you might lose your hand. Oh yeah, that's fucking scary, dude. Dude, I thought I was gonna be Captain Hook. <laughs> I feel like you would you would definitely embrace that. Oh, dude. like it would suck, but you would probably have some of the funniest fucking things attached to your arm. Dude. Oh, dude, honey, <laughs> I got a new attachment, <laughs> dude. So, um, yeah, but I mean, right after the accident, I started looking into uh, like stem cell research. Oh, nice. Okay, and uh, I also looked into robotic hands because I'm like, dude, if this gets infected, that was one of the main things. I never had an infection after because i i made sure i kept it clean and um because i didn't want to lose it dude fuck no dude so but i was coming up with ways to like if i couldn't sh- shift my clutch anymore i'm all maybe i gonna have to buy that automatic gold wing oh <laughs> you know what man go i'm just gonna be real gold wings freaking for awesome. who doesn't know that's a massive ass motorcycle it's probably the most comfortable bike I've ever been on. Dude, they're amazing. Crazy. Just every creature comfort you can think of is on that bike. It looks like the Starship Enterprise, though. <laughs> totally. the, the, they're heavy as shit. Oh, I know, man. They're heavier than uh, Harley, aren't they? The, the dude, Rogue, Rogue Kings? Yeah. Rogue Lights? Yeah, I think they are. They're, I mean, they're but, fucking heavy, dude. But you to, you know to change it? You can change the tire without a jack. You just tip it over on its side. It's got those crash guards, and that's what it's designed for, is to just tip it over. No shit. On purpose, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So... Huh. It's funny, Randy used to have a Goldwing. That's why his name's Winger. No way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He started out on Goldwing and then stepped back and went to Harley. <laughs> After he joined the club? Yeah, yeah. He couldn't. He's like, oh, I caved to peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> unlike, unlike some of us. I'll tell you what, he rides at the stairs. He'll be more comfortable than any of us. Dude. Fuck it, dude. Do you, babe. Dude, <laughs> I loved his Goldwing. I loved it, man. I thought ah, that was awesome. Man, I just think they're ugly as shit, but they God, are. damn, they're comfortable, dude. Dude. They're not pretty. They're so comfortable. But yeah, and powerful. And dude, they just keep on going. Yeah. God damn, dude. Well, what's, I mean, what's the, as far as like your hand, and when you went back to work, did they make you do any tests to make sure you were good to go? So I had to do the typical return to duty thing where. See, know, I don't, we don't have that. Oh, I had to show them I could put my turnouts on. I had to pull a hose. Oh, no shit. Um, I had to hit a hydrant, uh, throw a ladder. And I can do all that stuff. I mean, because, I mean, in firefighter gloves, your hands, your mobility is already decreased. It's true. So um, I can start an IV with this now, though. I can no still, way. Yeah. I have, That's pretty I, badass. Oh, it's like, okay. Is it hard to put a glove on, though? Because you can't. Yeah. 
I have a really hard time putting my gloves on. I would say you on. probably have like a certain way you got to put that on, right? Yeah. And since these two fingers like to hang out, mm-hmm. I got to wiggle them in. Okay, separate them. Come on, get apart, get apart. I'm going to have to watch you now when we go ride. So, See how you put your glove on. <laughs> dude, it takes me, that, that's why I try to get the bike first because I'm like, I gotta. It, it takes me an extra like 30 seconds to put my shit on. And yeah. Fortunately, if we're riding with somebody like Footy or P. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a while anyway. You got time. Oh, yeah. I'll be there in two minutes. You're like, yeah. you know that's 20 to 30. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody want another beer? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, dude. <laughs> hey, how how they... um? Did you go down to the strip when they shut, shut, they shut the lights off yes. because of COVID? How yes. gnarly was that? Dude, it was awesome. We went on Mother's Day and we rode our bikes. I almost want to just go out there just to experience it. <clears throat> yeah. That's kind of unique, right? Dude, it was When's awesome. When's the last time they did that? I, I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we went down, we parked at town square okay. and rode up the strip. Um, it was me and the kids and my dad and wife and I'm on my beach cruiser with my ape hanger handlebars and, uh, went all the way up to circus circus. And then, you know, I mean, we just rode down the middle. I mean, there was no cars, there was no traffic. Cops were there, had everything shut down. So no way. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. How long was it shut down for like that? I think that shutdown was about two months, at least. They had the lights off for two months. Yeah, so I didn't know that. I thought it was maybe like a like a week. No, thing. it was not a it week. It was thing. a long ass. It was time. originally oh, you know, it was supposed to be a two week two week break. We're right. gonna shut everything down, flatten the curve. So nice, tell you, dude. <laughs> and then um, what else do we? Oh, speaking of other big things in Vegas, what's up? So, not uh, my penis. No, because <laughs> I ain't there right now, bitch. <laughs> we were, uh, we actually were at a concert on October one. Really? But not that concert. We were at the Hard Rock on October one of two thousand seventeen. Were you there for um, the shooting? Route was it Route sixty six? Route ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah, <clears throat> you were there. We we weren't at that concert. We were at a concert at the Hard Rock. We no. took the kids. We took the kids to see Apocalyptica. At the Hard Rock. Well, was your plan to go to Route 91? No, no. I, country music? No, no. I'm bad. Yes, I, no. Don't, I don't see you as a country. Don't, Maybe you're a lady not. or something, but... No. Well, she does, but no. No she, way. So did, you, did you come out and were like, what's going on? Well, we came out, and I had met him down there at the Hard Rock. I rode my motorcycle down there mm-hmm. and uh, pulled out of the Hard Rock, and I went right, and she went left, and she drove was driving right into it. And so I went to get on the freeway. It was all shut down. And I was able to go up to... Um, another entrance and they forgot one of the exits to, to shut it down. So I was able to get on the freeway. I'm literally the only moving vehicle on the freeway. You're lucky they didn't freak out and be like, fuck, we got a runner. <laughs> so, so I'm riding my motorcycle north on the 15 and er, dude, cops and fire apparatus are flying. Like they're doing hundred oh, plus imagine, dude. Um, heading south. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on? So yeah. I haul ass. This is the night I did exceed the speed limit. And I got home, and uh, I turned on the TV, and I saw what was going on. I'm like, holy shit. And then I'm calling my wife, and I'm like, she's got the kids. It took her an hour and a half to get home. It took me 10 minutes. Holy so, shit. But, yeah, she was caught up in all the traffic and wow. getting diverted and stuff. And, yeah, man. Did any of your guys respond to that? Yeah. Yeah. Holy a lot shit. of the downtown rescues, they were down there. Um, oh, my God. We had several guys that were at the concert. Were they okay? Uh, one guy got shot through the foot. And another oh, guy. Oh shit! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy really weird. Fuck. Yeah. That's a. Uh, oh man. Well, you know, 
you say it's weird. We're going to come back to this. I've gone off on a tangent here, but um, I had a buddy who's um, I went to med school with him. He's an ex Navy SEAL. He's an older guy. He got hired, but he was um, South America. End up being he was on the same mission my dad was on to get Noriega. Wow. My, he was paired up with my dad's green like with the green berets. They came on a different side. The seals came this way, and but he was telling me how yeah, uh, one of their guys like he got his calf shot for and then a ricochet went up one of the guys fucking his gooch. <laughs> yeah, and he said Please the guy no. still kept fighting. I'm like, dude, That's I would be done. Oh, time. Yeah, time out. <laughs> Time out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to stop. <laughs> uh, can we hit an arm or like, <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Not the taint. Yeah, dude. I'm like, I remember he told me that I was, I, the whole time I, I couldn't like pay attention to the rest of the story because I was just imagining like that oh, is fucking terrible. It's rather sensitive down there. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. But yeah, he, so your, your buddy got shot in the so foot. So he got shot in the foot and then another dude's girlfriend got shot through the shoulder. Um, no fuck yeah, dude. I mean, just fucking crazy. Wow. So, well, thank thank God he's alive, dude. That oh, was yeah. such a wild time. But what's your thoughts on those conspiracy theories on that? You know, oh, the dude. Are they, the they, weird thing do about they this, be whacked out. You think they're whacked out? Or is there actually some like credibility to some? Because that's one conspiracy theory I haven't I haven't like gone down the rabbit hole. No, like that dude. Yet. The thing is, is that there's never been an explanation. He didn't leave a note. He didn't do any of that shit. And. Nobody knows why he did it, mm. which is weird. I mean, my it's all speculation. Yeah, my opinion is he just really hated country music. <laughs> He's <you're> terrible. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Still might be too soon. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> that's why. That's why I tell. That's why I tell my wife. Can't yeah. listen to country music in the car. No, no, kills people. <laughs> Firefighters, dude. Like no, nothing's off limits. We're so bad. We're so bad. <laughs> but I, yeah, there, there's some gnarly conspiracy theories. I remember just like kind of hearing some and reading. I'm like, yeah. Wait, what the fuck? Like, that's a little. That seems a little far fetched. Yeah. Know? But I don't know. What are some of your other favorite conspiracy theories? Ooh. Ooh, you ready to go here? I'm dude? ready to go. You want to talk about some aliens? Let's talk about what aliens. You, what are you? What are your thoughts on that? Real or not real? Yeah, real. Totally Thank real. You. There's no way. There's, There's no, no way. way. There's no it's, way in this massive ass universe. That's arrogant to think. Oh fuck yeah! Like we're the superior. Get yeah, the that's it. Here, it's, it's just us. Yeah. No. No. There's no way. And I mean, come on. The the t- millions of galaxies that are floating through the universe, and we're in the Milky Way galaxy on a small speck of dirt floating through space and time. Yeah. And you're telling me we're the only... That's it. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm, I, this is how I always phrase this. I'm not saying Green Martians. Nope. But... Something else. Know. But did you watch the phenomena? Yeah. No, I haven't watched that yet. Oh, you know what? Okay. I, th- I think that's our homework time when we're done with this podcast. But you mentioned um, the galaxies. Yeah. And the Milky Way. Absolutely. Did you know the Milky Way is based on the Fibonacci sequence? Are you sure? The golden me? ratio? No. The number fee. I'm telling you, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. You go down this rabbit hole. You're what gonna, the you, fuck? Dude, it is crazy. It's a naturally occurring phenomenon that this that's they call it the golden ratio. It's like roughly half of pi. It is some crazy ass shit. Really? Dude. How far how far have you looked into this? Oh dude. I've oh, gone. you son of a bitch. Dude. I can see it in your face. <laughs> I watched, years. Dude. Years. <laughs> I mean, it is just it's it's crazy. It's all about flower petals. I mean, it's mm-hmm. literally naturally occurring yeah. in, in nature. 
Right. And so like the distance from your finger to your hand, and then by way of comparison to your finger to your whole hand, Mm -hmm. this is one, this is 1.6. Um, the end of your fingertips to your elbow, Mm -hmm. um, the hand is one, your hand to the here, 1.6. Okay. Dude, our bodies are literally based on this naturally occurring ratio. No shit. It's fucking crazy, bro. Damn. And so and that and that relates to the Milky Way, right? Well, the Milky saying? Way, the way it spirals, right, is if it, you can trace out the Fibonacci sequence and the way it spirals out. Mm. And that's how the Milky Way looks. Now, do you think there's a higher power that created all this us or are you into the Big Bang? Like what what's your thought? Um, I'm, I'm like personally for me, I'll just say where I'm coming. Like me, I'm not. I just I'm not a believer in the whole Big Bang thing. I I, just, I don't know. I, I there smarter people than me have yeah. thought about this subject. Yeah, I believe there's a higher power. I right. I I believe there's something that designed something. Mm-hmm. Side note: Kurt Russell played a god in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> You know what, man? I think in the interview, I'm going to have to put a Kurt Russell picture in here, oh, dude. dude Kurt I got to get something in here, dude. He's freaking awesome. I mean, <laughs> so awesome. But you think there's a higher power? Oh, yeah. Something yeah, yeah, that created yeah. us. I mean, that put the, the world in motion in the galaxy. I mean, come on. Like, have you ever, like, I tell, try to say this sometimes, people. Have you ever really thought about how the universe is actually moving and everything? That yeah. the sun is just far enough away that it keeps us warm. But if it was a little bit farther, We'd, we'd freeze. be too cold. Yeah, if it was too close, we'd all burn up. Yep. And that the moon is, is perfectly positioned so that at night while we're resting and relaxing, that it shines and reflects the light from the sun onto us. Like, bro, you really sit and think about it. It's like, that's fucking crazy. Dude, it, is, <laughs> it, it, it all works out so perfect, some right? Serious rabbit holes. Oh, man. It, it, it's interesting. And then what really got me looking into all this stuff, because I've kind of always, you know, growing up, I was raised in like Christian religious home. Yeah. I've always thought, ah, that, you know, I appreciate what, like what I've been learning and going to church, but I'm thinking there's, I, I think there's more going on to this universe that, than we, than we know. Like, I, I think there's still something out there. What it is. I can't put my finger on it. I don't yeah. have, I can't see it. I've never seen it. You can only hear stories, but like, you remember Tom DeLong from mm-hmm. Blink-182 when he's, when he, when he first broke off in the early 2000s from Blink-182, did Angels and Airwaves and started saying all this alien shit, everyone thought he was nuts. I did too. Yeah. I was like, this motherfucker lost his mind. No, he's a, he's, he's gone off the deep end. too many drugs on tour. He's been gone too long. Like, let's keep him home. Let's give him a warm glass of milk. Like, he needs to just chill. And then all of these years later, he's now right. he works for the government. Yep. And they're saying, yes, actually, he's right. Yeah. Everything we've been saying, we've been lying. Yeah, we've had. Uh, you've heard me talk about this, but the the Pentagon Department of Defense released that they have two off-world vehicles not made to this world that they need to release to the U.S. public uh, because of national security concerns. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? All this happened during COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but but there was no coverage because everybody wanted to talk about the increasing COVID yeah. numbers. And I remember, uh, you know, a couple of news agencies like in the papers they hit on it. Um, but I went to my parents' house and I was saying, you know, there, my mom's like, she's always watching news, but she was watching Tucker Carlson. Whatever you feel about him it is what it is. Um, I like Tucker. He, he covered it. Yeah. He said, uh, the Pentagon and he was, well, he was talking. He, you can see he was kind of like processing. Yeah. He couldn't believe it. The Pentagon just released an official memo or a statement saying that 
they have two off-road vehicles not made of this earth, and they need to release it uh, because of our national security. And then he went on to talk about how they also admitted that these videos that Tom DeLong has are those flying objects are real. Yeah. S- sidebar on Tom DeLong <laughs> and Blink-182. Yeah. I went to high school with Mark Hoffice. You son of a bitch. Seriously? He was two years older than me, but yeah. No way. Yeah. My parents are actually best friends with his parents. <laughs> they went to his wedding. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's so awesome, dude. Dude, so total tangent here. That's all good. Um, Grew up in Southern California. I was living down here. K-Rock would do the almost acoustic Christmas and, you know, the, the weenie roast and stuff. Yeah. So one year... You know, and Mark goes, hey, tells his dad, hey, if Mark ever wants to go to a show, you know, just let me know. So I asked to go to the Almost Acoustic Christmas. I'm supposed to have tickets waiting for me at Will Call. Go down there. No, you're not on the list. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, and, and I didn't even say anything. You know? Right, right. So I'm like, no, it was cool. And it doesn't matter. So fast forward six months and um, Weenie Roast. Metallica's playing the Weenie Roast. Oh wow! I get tickets in the mail. You went. They oh. show. I get tickets in the mail. Right. You didn't order them. No. No Mark, way. Mark found out I didn't go, and then he he made it right by, and they were playing the that show too. No fucking Mark yeah. Hoppus sent tickets to your house. Yeah. So Bro, I was able who to, can say that, dude? So I only was, you. <laughs> That's so rad. But the funny thing is, is so that was right around the time Enemy uh, of the State. You know the whole naked running. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. They came out naked, and I saw. A little bit more Mark than I needed to. Wow. They you know. played the show naked. Well, just the first song. But wow. they were jumping around. And I'm like, oh, there's, Mark's, there's it, Mark's balls. Can't they? Yeah, they couldn't get in trouble for that. I don't know. God, you go down. They're artists. They're artists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's their art. Dude, can you think about that? Think about the time we're in now. If we were to go out on stage as a band and play naked. Oh, dude. We'd be annihilated. Oh, you can't do we'd it. Be, we'd be canceled. Yeah. Cancel culture. Can't do that. It's over, dude. Dude, <laughs> the Cleveland Indians are no more. <sighs> Some of this stuff's becoming too much, man. Dude. It's too fucking much. I'm yeah. telling you. I, uh, that's why I asked, like, the COVID, at least where you're at in Nevada, like, how are they handling Is stuff still open? Is it closed? Well, this is like 25% capacity. So, I mean, it's still, you know, masks and, but 25%, but I, I don't gamble anymore. It's not like I gambled a lot. Yeah. But my wife and I went out a couple months ago mm-hmm. and we sat down at a um, Pai Gao table. I love Pai Gao. Pai Gao is just, I think the translation is uh, get Mark drunk. <laughs> and because you can sit there with the same hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. for hours and get your they free just drinks, keep, dude. They keep eating your drinks. Oh, fuck yeah. And then leave with still that same hundred dollars. <laughs> but the whole table's covered in plexiglass and there's like dividers in between you. And oh, you it's can't not the old Vegas, dude, man. Like, it takes away from the experience. Dude, it's just, it's just so uncomfortable. It's different, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's changing a lot of things, man. I. I, it's weird. And you probably know this too, but when government starts to take things away from you, it's very rare that they give it back. It's just like the yeah, fire service, right? Exactly. Like bargaining and Don't shit give that it we up. do. Don't ever give it up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, it just, what happened? We're just going to shut down for three weeks. Yeah. Uh, what? Flatten the curve. Nine months later. Yeah. <laughs> like my, it's not working guys. You got to let us work. What my the kids fuck? haven't gone to school yet. Oh, no, they go to school from home. It's just, I, have, I have my 12-year-old sitting in front of a computer screen. It's not right, dude. I don't you agree know? with it. It's just, that's my opinion. But like even here in California, how they're small businesses are fucking suffering. So, and I say it, know this because I'm a business owner. I have two businesses and I'm like, man, I got employees that still need to put food on the table. And I'm like, like, let's not even think about the the rent I have to pay just to have these units. Right. Yeah. I'm 
don't I remember telling telling the guy, I was like, don't worry about it. Like, I just want to make sure you guys are making money because you got rent to pay, food to put on the table. Someone just had kids, and you have a governor saying, yeah, you can't go to work. Your, your work is not essential. Like, dude, who's to say I what's don't fucking it's essential to him? Yes. it's essential to that person who's putting food on the table for their family. What a slap in their face that to sucks. say that. Oh, well, you're not. Your job's not like you're not important because you don't have a good enough job. And why is Walmart and Target more important than the small business? <laughs> Where I just heard it today on a radio. I don't think it's here in Cali. Somewhere in the U.S., they said strip clubs are essential. You know why? Because they serve food. Perfect. <laughs> Like, work around i were thinking okay so they're gonna okay strip clubs to be open but salons barbershops restaurants excuse me they gotta close like, yeah. come on you dude. can't get a haircut dude you know biscuit drove out to vegas to get a haircut he rode his motorcycle out to vegas i in can the see summer. biscuit doing it. he loves yeah. he'll go dude, far dude he's awesome i know i love that guy dude <laughs> dude drinking his pepsi i do <laughs> He's so cool. He's just low key. He just He's awesome, dude. I've had some good conversations with dude, him. Dude, so I, uh, you want to talk about conspiracy theories. Biscuit's your man. Really? Oh, dude. Is he hard? He's, he, he fucking researches him and shit? Oh, dude, yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah, so he stayed with us in Sturgis. Okay, oh, yeah, Biscuit, yeah. everybody. He's, uh, he's another guy in our club. That's his road name, by yeah. the way. Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks, dude. He's awesome. Yeah, he's freaking awesome. Dude, he's awesome. But yeah, man, he's got, he does a bunch of research and he's, he's, he's that, you know, that quiet guy that he's not going to tell you unless you ask him stuff. The most dangerous ones in the room. But he's so (laughs) smart and he's, I mean, once you get him going, once Mm -hmm. you get him talking, he, uh, he's going, man. It's awesome. I'm going to have to tap in, tap into some of that, dude. Oh man. I got to tap into some of that shit. But I mean, you guys, what's, um, at least your the mayor and governor of Nevada, I mean, are they trying to support small businesses and keep it open? Oh, no, dude. Our, 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 our governor is uh, Newsom's little bitch. You know, whatever Newsom says, well, I think he calls Gavin a lot and goes, what do I do next? I'll do what you do. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll Newsom's do it. pretty close to getting recalled from some so shit I've read. Man. Like his political uh, advisors are getting a little nervous. So syslack. They He's keep, pissed off a lot of people. Oh, I mean, dude, when you're telling, you know, the citizens, like, we're paying his fucking salary for one. Yeah. And you're going to shut down um, small businesses, tell people they can't travel, and, you know, no Thanksgiving, no Christmas, no, you know, no more than six people or whatever, stay six feet away. And then this fool is out dining at one of the most expensive restaurants with, like, 12-plus people sitting right next to each other, no mask. Yeah. Dude, you're a dick. Hypocrisy. <laughs> totally. At his finest. And then he just releases a video laughing. Oh, huh. I should, you know, I got to live by what I say or whatever he said. Yeah, he, but dude, I saw that press release. If it was you or me, we'd be ticketed. Our oh, yeah. Fucking lose a license to our, our, our business, whatever. The liquor license is gone, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, it's, it's it's so crazy that uh, the hypocrisy of everything, so. It's incredible. I hate it. That's why I'm just like, politics, it's, to me, it's so dirty and so fucking evil, man. You think anybody's telling the truth? You no. think any of them? No, no, no. You're trying no. to pick the best of two evils, right? Yeah. Like it's, oh my god, and it's just sad because I feel like it's divided our fucking country big time. Dude, it is. The, even dude. the the fucking media. That's the one that's kind of makes me a little nervous and shocking. And now that some of these social media platforms can take down things that you believe in and you want to put up. Oh, did you see that thing on YouTube? The, uh, the, where YouTube's like, no, we're not. If if you're saying that the election was rigged or whatever, rigged or there's discourse in the election process or whatever we're not going to be hearing we'll take your video down 
what I, I understand it's a private entity, but what about freedom of speech? Well, it's, it's definitely being infringed upon. That's yeah. my thought. That's all I'm saying is like uh, when you start telling people they can't say certain things because they disagree um, with you. Yeah, they disagree with you or you, it doesn't align with what you want. We got an issue going on here. Yeah. And that's why for me, I listen to so many podcasts because I feel like it's one of the last forms of free speech still happening. Oh, yeah. Where it's not, you know, filtered by media and this and that. It's like, no, let's sit down and have a real conversation here and talk. Yeah. You know, and I just, oh, man, I, I keep saying that, man. Stop giving stuff up because it ain't coming back nope. it's like oh it'll be normal again my personal thought i don't know what the norm, normal is going to be yeah probably masks now just dude are we going to wear masks for the rest of our lives i don't know it's freaking crazy and my thought is okay so if masks work so well why are you fucking locking us down why yeah. are you shutting businesses down exactly you said they work right if this mask works then <laughs> so can i go to work and yeah. make some money like what yeah. the hell man uh, it's a it's a fucking mess dude I mean, that's my, why my I'm favorite looking, mask thing is when I see people driving alone in their car with a mask on. <laughs> Dude. Dude. It's like wearing a condom when you go to sleep with yourself. I <laughs> there was this meme I saw. It was like this young kid. He's probably like 19 or 20. And he said, the guy next to me sent me this picture. And it was like, you know how you'll see like back in the day guys will pick up their girl up against the wall mm -hmm. and hold them under their legs and their booty and kiss them yeah it was a girl doing that to a guy <laughs> and it said this is what this is what guy guys who wear masks do this <laughs> it's like guys who wear masks in cars do this it yeah kill me dude dude i just and I, I i don't like the mask shaming I think it's fucked up. Dude. There's, it, it, what it is doing, too, though, it's exposing a lot of Karens out there on social media. God, some Hell of those. Yeah. Oh, jeez, dude. Some people need to mind their business. Dude, I intentionally pick fights with people that are, <laughs> I wear a mask because I care about somebody else. I'm like, well, no, you don't. You're fucking, you're pre if you just cared about them, you just would do whatever you're going to do. You don't need to fucking preach your shit. Right. And look for the accolades and the praise of, oh, thank you so much for wearing your mask. <laughs> I always get on his shit, and I use a fucking little, uh, the minions meme. Nope. <laughs> nope. Man, did you do that on like Facebook or whatever? Yeah, yeah. God, Facebook's the worst, dude. dude. I stopped going social media. Social media is the devil. It's so ridiculous. It is so the devil. I know, man. It's it's interesting. It's changed. I mean, it's changed society. I mean, how many times do you go out now and you see somebody out there trying to get the right picture or dancing for a TikTok? It's like you yeah. look like a fucking idiot. People are losing their lives trying to get this, the right selfie. Falling off cliffs. Yeah, and buildings. Yeah. Trying to film something cool, walking along the edge or doing whatever these, what they call them, parkour guys. They try yeah. to jump from one to the other. And mm -hmm. the next thing you hear, oh, you know, 18, 19 year old man fell 25 stories because he hey. was trying to take a cool video for fucking social media. Well, he was doing something he loved. <laughs> <laughs> We're so dark. Oh, dude. <laughs> so that's why, you know, you know, when I go to a concert, I don't actually ever like putting my phone up and filming it. Because I want to be in the moment, dude. Yes, dude. I'm like, I believe that. I believe I, that. I, I, I'm sick of seeing at concerts. You know, people holding their phone up to mm -hmm. video. Are you gonna fucking watch that again? No. What? No. no. Fucking be here in the moment and watch. The trying to get something to put on social media. It's no, like, dude. Just, no. Be in the moment. I That's, love that. I love being in the moment. Yes, man. Oh, life's too short. Hell yeah. <laughs> life's too short. Be in that motherfucking moment. So uh, wear a helmet. Because <laughs> 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 there's no atheists at 100 miles an hour. No, no, we are all flesh and bone, baby. Yeah, you're. We all bleed the same. Yes, we all fucking bleed the same. So be careful, dude. <laughs> oh man, I'm so glad I met you. Oh hell yeah, man. dude. 
Oh yeah, that's brother. Why, that's why I love this club. That's why I love our club. Yes. That's why I'm, I do it. Just ride motorcycles. Hang out with your boys. Too. Yeah. Do live together. Make sure everyone's good and move on. Yeah. You know? It's like a click and a click, like I said. Clackety clacks. So. <laughs> <laughs> dude, when you were, um, I kind of want to go back to your, when you were going through your, your divorce stuff, dude, like that had to be a pretty tough time. Dude, it was fucking crazy. It, it, um, cause you my even world, had kids involved. My, my, my world was coming to an end. How'd you get and through it? So, um, well, I stopped drinking. That's smart. Did you really do like, we, we, are you saying like you had a problem? No, I didn't have a problem. But you knew it was going to go down that route. But I didn't want it to become a problem. I got you. And, um, I feel you. And the way I looked at it was my kids could only have one fuck up for a parent. And amazingly, it wasn't going to be me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, dude, if anybody was going to fuck things up, it was going to be me. And, yeah. You know. And uh, so I stopped drinking. I Cold turkey. I'm like, okay. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm not drinking anymore. And Good I didn't drink you, for about a year. Okay. So... Um, boy, I bet you have that ear when you had your first drink. That shit had to be like, honey, oh, baby, dude. One beer, one beer, and I was done. <laughs> it's like I'm done. Looking like breeder. What's I'm up, a- breeder? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going up on this karaoke stage. Yeah. <laughs> Holy so, shit. Um, but I focused a lot on the kids, dude. My big okay. thing was I focused on the kids, um, because I'm like, um. I mean, not to get too deep into it, but yeah. you know, their mom was fucking up. And, I got you. Okay. And and she'll even say now she was fucking up, yeah. and uh, she was having some issues and stuff. And so, um, I mean, she even she she went to a rehab for alcohol abuse. Oh, so, no shit. Yeah, and it's while I was so my mom came up and helped me with the wow. kids because they were uh, eight and nine or seven and eight. Okay, roughly roughly that age. And so, I mean, and I'm still. I'm still, I'm still a fireman. I still got to go to work. You still got to go on shift. You still yeah. got to provide. Yeah. So um, my mom came and stayed with the kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I just focused 100% on them, you know. Um, dude, talk about gritting your teeth and getting through some shit, man. Dude. That's but, fucking hard. Dude, it was rough. I mean, 30 pounds in three weeks. Lost. Dude. And, and so she was in rehab while all this was going down. And yeah. you guys are getting, fuck, man. And then, uh, you know, she, she was definitely in the... Uh, I've heard it called the affair fog, you know, gotcha. and uh, left me for a uh, dude who she met on Facebook who oh. lived in England. What? Yeah. She'd never actually met him. No way. And, but they were soulmates. Oh, no. It's all going to be called part of my HBO comedy special called I Can't Make This Shit Up. <laughs> I love it, dude. Oh, my. Okay. So she fell with a dude online mm-hmm. in then, fucking England. Yep. He, and, moved out, he moved out to Vegas. And they got married eight days after. So our he was finalized. legit then. He was from. Oh yeah, yeah. So he wasn't catfishing or I mean, no, no bullshit. Uh, he had fucking bad teeth and everything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Woo, baby, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, so, uh, so she gets knocked up and um, has a kid, and then, um, God damn it! So you're oh, and you have to see her because you gotta, you know, you're you're co-parenting. Yeah, yeah, bro. How the f- I don't know how some people do that. Dude, dude. It was rough, you know. I mean, I w- I was angry for a while. Sure. And then um, I moved, you know, just I moved into acceptance, you know. Um, I think that that happened to me too. I think once I finally kind of accepted it, and was like, okay, this is this is what it's gonna be. This is life. Like I either get bitter or get better. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to figure this out. 
Well, the funny thing was, is I mean, I came from a household. I don't know. My parents are still married. Yesterday was their forty eighth forty forty eighth wedding anniversary. Yesterday, my I think my parents been married like thirty nine years. So I mean, that was that was yesterday. Wow. I mean, so and her parents were still married. So I I had no experience with divorce. Okay. I'd never gone through it, and I mean, I had friends that got divorced and stuff, and yeah. But you know, I mean, it's interesting because I'm the only one in my family. I'm Mm -hmm. the oldest of three. You know, my brother's still married to his wife. They've been married for 12, 13, 14 years, and my sister, roughly the same. Wow. You know? Fucking nerds. Yeah. (laughs) No, dude. But I mean, I I freaking love it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the thing that shook me was I thought my ex and I were bulletproof. I thought, you know, hey, ups, downs, you know, but we're bulletproof. We know we've got it. And it, it, Mm -hmm. it made me realize that, no, sometimes there's things that aren't bulletproof. Shit can happen. Things can change. So, yeah. I mean, did you, were you confided in guys at work or were you involved in the a motorcycle club at that time? So I wasn't in the club at the time. Um, I actually, that's when I, so I had motorcycles when I was younger. And then when we had Jake, mm-hmm. um, I sold my bike because I'm like, dude, I want my kid to know me, you know? Yeah. I and you. I was, I was riding a Ninja. Well, so, yeah, Ninja, you might lose your life a lot yeah. quicker than you would. And I was riding down in Southern California. So I, I sold my bike. Yeah. I didn't have a bike for about 10 years. And then after I got divorced or I was going through the divorce, that's when I bought my first bike. Okay. And, um, well, my return to motorcycles, I guess you could say. Gotcha. And, oh, man, haven't looked back. I mean, dude, it th- yeah. it really helped me get through things. I it's love a therapy you can't explain. Dude, you, uh, you just you can't. can't. No, it's and, all. It, I tell it's like skydiving. I tell people like I, I can't describe it to you. You got to do it. It's um, you know, I mean, yes, there's inherent danger with, you know, oh, yeah. you know, but there's inherent danger when you walk out your front door. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, a plane could fall <laughs> out of the sky and land on your head. Yeah, are you gonna? Are you, how are you gonna prepare for that? Right, you gonna wear a helmet all the time? Right, and I don't think it's gonna fix. <laughs> 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 but I mean. Are you going to choose to live in fear? Or are you going to choose to live? Right. So, yeah, I mean, damn, dude. That's, uh, I mean, fucking A, dude. That That's a lot to deal with on top of going to work and solving other people's problems. Yeah. And seeing all that and what the effect that's having on you while you're going through that. And your kids are at home and you're still having to go home and raise them and be a dad. And you're not trying to show too much, you know, the hurt that's happening. Dude, I can't imagine how fucking terrible that was. Dude, but... I will say I'm 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 still really close with my kids. I mean they're 18 and 20. Oh, I can tell, and, I, and that's one something I really appreciate about you. I could see that you're still real tight with your kids. I'm like, fuck, I want to be a dad like that. They're freaking awesome, dude. So I cool. mean, and but it's funny. So when they were little and growing up, you know, I I was always of the opinion, and I, I would tell them this straight out. I'm all, I don't care if you like me. I'm not here to be your friend. We can yeah. be friends later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll be friends later, mm-hmm. and which is actually true. I mean, for Jake's 18th birthday, he asked for tickets for Metallica. And I got him, so I got him two tickets to Metallica. I said, okay, take whoever you want. And he goes, I want to go with you. Oh, dude, and so, that's so rad. Dude, that's cool, man. First, I had the tear for him <laughs> asking for Metallica tickets. Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, here's your tickets. And he right. goes, I want you to go. So that was, was fucking awesome, man. That's so cool, dude. So and It seems I mean, like your boy has his head on straight, too. He does. Like he's he a good knows kid. what he wants in life and where he wants to go, what he's he wants a, to do. Uh, he's a good kid. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, being 20 and trying to figure it all out. Yeah, we've all been there, man. You know, and he's and he's he's. I mean, he's working. Mm-hmm. You know, he works at discount tire. He's throwing tires, which is awesome. I yeah. mean, he's working with his hands. Right. You know, how many kids don't know righty tighty lefty? Not Lucy happening now? these days. No, no. So yeah. So. God damn, son. 
You went through some shit, boy. Then uh, my daughter, you know, I'm so proud of her. She's working at she's working at Ross. Okay. Which is awesome for her because, well, I think she spends most of her paycheck. <laughs> she gets it and she just gives it right back. <laughs> she puts stuff aside. Yeah, we've all been there in our younger years. So she's pretty funny, though. She's a so, beautiful yeah, singing voice. Dude, I mean, what's, what's good and what I have respect for is... Um, you're open, you're honest about where you've been, what's been happening, but you, you know, when you noticed there could have been an issue, you stopped it. Uh, you still stepped up to be a leader and be there for your kids. And, you know, it's a testament, I think, to who you are. Cause look at how your kids are now, even though you've been through that crazy time. And I can't imagine I've been through some shit and, but I don't have any kids, you know, I maybe mean, she may have, she took one of my dogs and put it in the fucking pound, oh, but my gosh. Yeah, that one hurts. Oh man, huh? God damn it! But no, like I said, dude, and that's something I want to tell you. I was like, dude, I I have a lot of respect for you, and there's a lot of guys in our club I have respect for. But you know, you're you keep it real, you have fun, um, you've been in some shit, but you came out on top. You didn't give up, and I think that's huge. Um, to a lot of people, I always tell like, dude, no matter how dark it gets, just you can't quit. You got to just keep forging uh, forging ahead because it may not seem like it. I promise you, there are better days to come. It's I heard someone say this um, to somebody. It's probably biblical too, but this too, good. this too shall pass. Always, this too shall pass. Just get through it. It'll be all right. Some and any we'll and get he, there. And you know what? One of the things you can't um, you can't focus on the big picture all the time. I how, learned that. That's a good point. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Yes, you can't. You can't eat that. I love it. You can't eat that elephant in one bite, but you can eat it one bite at a time, and that's how you can tackle a problem. Okay. Today, I'm going to get up. Right. I'm going to get up and I'm going to brush my teeth. Fuck yeah. And then I'm going to go do blow the front lawn instead of mow it. I'm going to do that. Or I'm going to skim the pool. I'm gonna, and, and you just need to handle each problem. Yeah. As it, you can't, because you can't solve all the problems all at once. Right. Right. Just so, day by day, moment yeah. by moment, task by task, dude. Exactly. And next thing you know, you're riding a fucking Indian. Drinking beer love, in my studio. Fucking loving riding in Indian. <laughs> loving being on your podcast. Oh, dude. The oldest person who's ever been on your podcast. This is probably very true, actually. You're right. That's uh I think that's an honor that should reign for a while, actually. Cheers, Well, brother. you know Footy's gonna be coming on here. Oh yeah. And so oh. is freaking Frank. Yeah. Those guys are of those two. I think Frank. I think yeah, Footy's only def- I think Footy's only a couple years older than me. Oh shit. Yeah. That crazy son of a bitch, dude. So, well, dude, I got some questions for you. Actually, I'm ready. We do this every time. It's called I fucking love it. I know you do this every oh, time. Answer, because I'm, I'm not only a president, I'm also the client. <laughs> Probably one of our biggest fans. Which, by the way, I appreciate that, my friend. Okay, so this is answer the internet. This is by Barstool Sports. Um, answer as honestly as possible. Always. So I'm pretty gnarly. Okay. Okay. So. Whoa. Wow. Oh, it's a deep one. Yeah. Okay. okay. Would you rather be able to fuck any girl you wanted or teleport anywhere in the world? And Margaret is on the list. <laughs> God damn it. The whole time I'd be the king was here. <laughs> um, any girl you want well, or that, anywhere of, in the world. Well, I'm, I am fucking my wife and, I do that. She's the only one I want to have sex with. I like that. So I, like that. I want to teleport anywhere in the world. I like that. Good. Good question. We'll talk later off air. Just yeah. kidding. No, I like that. <laughs> you know what my thought is on this? I would travel anywhere in the world. Yeah. I mean, I feel like 
to, you know, have that love handshake with a girl. I mean, it'll probably, what, five, ten minutes, whatever. Good time. But On then, a good day. Yeah. <laughs> but you go somewhere in the world, that's an experience. You're oh, traveling. Yeah. You're seeing new culture. Do you know, I would do the same thing, man. What's your favorite place you've been to? Ooh, I liked Vietnam. Yeah? Yeah, because Viet- yeah, Vietnam was cool. I traveled through Asia, and I was in Vietnam for, I don't know, six days. Yeah. Met some people from, or dude from, oh, I can't remember this here, uh, Australia. He was, yeah, Sam from Australia, and then two girls from New Zealand. And we were just surfing. They're on the beach. It's That's awesome. They sea snakes and stuff. But it was just, it wasn't, um, uh, like, mainstream or touristy it was like true to the culture and going through a lot of those places i'm like damn this is freaking rad dude i love traveling through asia so where do you want to go where like what's your what's your bucket list what's your i want to go there um i think next for me because oh i've been through i've been all through europe and in asia um honestly i really want to go to new zealand i just know that's kind of like the an adventure yeah place of the world you know as far as mountain biking and mm-hmm. seeing some like I love Lord of the Rings. Ghost I know it was filmed there, so I want to go, go Hobbiton. Yeah, I want to go check it out, man. Yeah. So it's for funny. me, that's kind of. And I had a friend go out there, and he got married. He and his chick just he and both of them went and just got married there. That's and came awesome. Back, I'm like, that's fucking gangster, dude. Dude, I lived so I lived in Australia, like I said, and then I've been back twice since I since I moved back in '89. Expensive, right? It ain't cheap, but uh, <laughs> but uh, um, I never went to New Zealand. Yeah, I, I haven't I, been there. Dude. I'd love, I'd love to, man. But it's a great dude. It's I just, I'm a big history person. Oh yeah. And you look into the history of some of these islands, New Zealand, and Maori, and all these other places. Like, there's some deep, rich culture. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, and they still honor it to this day. Oh hell yeah. And that's kind of something I, I bones me out about. Not to like shit on our country, but I feel like we're kind of losing that here. We're still so young too. This is true. I still, I want to go see Machu Picchu. Fuck, I would love to go see Mainly because I like saying the word Machu Picchu. But I mean, <laughs> dude, you know what? Machu Picchu in a parent would be kind of cool. Yeah. I think that's um, only because there's so much around. You know, it's sinking, right? Machu Picchu? Yeah. It's sinking or moving. It's moving. Like, really? Up to, up to an inch a year, I think. Is it that moist over there? Yeah. Where, where, is that South America or is that Mexico? South America. Hmm. I, I think it's in Peru. I'm oh, shit. Sure. Yeah. I'm probably wrong. I Somebody, do somebody's probably literally yell, yelling at me through this podcast right now. Oh, yeah, now. they're going to be yelling at the Because I do it to you all the time. <laughs> I do. When, you're, when you're talking about a movie or something, and I'm like, it's like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, a place that I do want to go to, um, I want to go to like Gettysburg. I want to oh. see all those battlegrounds and nice. stuff, dude. Yeah, I think those, cool. there's a lot of history there I want to just go check out and see. And there's supposedly ghosts. So Yeah. I'm like, let's do this, dude. Oh, I got another question for okay, you. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, man. Wow, these are all pretty uh, fucking radical, bro. Here, I got, I got to ease. Let's just, just let's do a, a, a G-rated one here. Okay. Okay. Would you rather permanently be on stilts or permanently have a foam finger on each hand? So would you rather permanently be on stilts or permanently have a foam finger on each hand? That's easy. I'm definitely going to be on stilts because I don't want to lose my hands again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I haven't had a hand issue like that, but I was thinking the same thing. I want stilts. I want my hands, dude. Fuck yeah. You know who else wants to be on stilts? Is probably Phoenix from Houston. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> it's funny because he's short. <laughs> Hi, Phoenix. <laughs> and rings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those two guys, dude. Uh. 
Holy crap. You know, I got one more. Let's do one more of these bad boys. Oh, okay. You know what? Before you do this. Yeah. What's up? I, the, the last one I, your last podcast I listened to was the, uh, the question was posed. Would you rather lose your ability to taste food or feel sex? Oh, what do you pick? I'm picking, I'm losing food. Cause that means I can eat healthy. Oh, shit, that's right. I can I like, eat, I can I like eat all health food, and I'm fine. And I'm like, hey, and I'll probably be all cut up because I'm eating the right stuff. Dude, I know, man. And then I can go, looking uh, good. Bro, get shredded. You know what I'm saying? Get shredded. Okay. Would you have a threesome with your girlfriend and her hot friend if you also had to have a threesome with your girlfriend and another dude? God the damn. devil the devil's triangle the devil's threesome um I don't want to risk it I don't want to I don't want to yeah. I don't want to cross swords I, I couldn't dude I don't want to cross swords Nah, dude I don't care who I'm with I don't ever want to see another dude banging you yeah I mean <laughs> there's I no mean, way and, and, yeah there's no fucking way I'm I mean out. but the idea of an Eiffel Tower sounds pretty cool <laughs> finger cuffs so you crazy bastard. All right, last one. I got, okay. I got one more for okay. you. Would you rather have your own parking spot in the front of a building, a hot assistant just for you, or a toilet for yourself at work? Hmm. I can see a bunch of HR issues with a hot assistant, oh, especially in today's cancel culture. Yeah, and I love the way you think. Um, you know. You, you can't even compliment somebody on what they're wearing. So I'm going to say my own shitter. Yep, me too. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, hey, that's less lawsuits. I, I don't want any problems or drama in my life. No, you know I don't I'm need saying? it. We got plenty. Need, yeah, there's, there's, I don't need any more of that. Bullshit. And I already, park, I already park wherever the hell I want. I'm on a motorcycle. This is so true, dude. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. So... Have you read any of that stuff that we talked about with the aliens as far as what the government's releasing and, and the videos? A little bit. Not enough. So there's another article that came out. So we got to wrap this up here, dude. We're, okay. we're like two hours and 15 minutes. Oh, my God. Doing? Yeah, I know. Good job, man. Might be setting a record. Ah, it's easy, man. You just sit here and talk. But um, the government. Well, okay. So two articles. One I read as USA News or News Weekly. Uh, one of the two. But... Um, New York has seen a 238% rise in UFO sightings. No shit. Since COVID. Since COVID? Since COVID. And um, the US, the Pentagon or DOD, one of the two, has said um, that they have had also had a major uptick in the sightings of UFOs over military bases. Because before... It was, why they're releasing us because it's been an issue they're saying hey we have legit memos and things are happening over some of our nuclear missiles that no one's supposed to know about there's crafts that are hovering over it and taking control in one instance they took control of this nuke oh turn it all on yeah and they had fucking they went in a death combo we gotta shut this down and then it was done shut it down and took off this is all documented shit oh wow yeah and they said now the rise of things like that happening and unidentified flying objects flying over military bases are just skyrocketing. They're, they're saying, we don't know what's going on. And Russia and China are having the same problem. <laughs> I was like, wait, what the hell is going on? Dude, the wheels are coming off the bus. Oh, dude. So I'm like, what the fuck? When, when in history has this, it, like, if we would have said this two years ago, the world would have lost their fucking minds. Oh, yeah. 
lost their minds. Oh, yeah. But everyone's so focused on politics and COVID. It's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Just UFOs. Like, you guys, this is our government. Our, our government saying, hey, this is legit. We have a problem. So that's why we got to show you these two off-road vehicles so you know what's going to expect. Yeah. This is not made of this earth. And then, crazy. now, I don't know if you know much about, like, Israel and, you know, the IDF. Israel has some of the top soldiers and, um, like, my, my dad being Greenberg, he always told me, he's like, you think our CIA is top? Mossad in Israel is the best. No shit. Yeah, he's like, they they outdo RCA and secrets, everything, dude. Like, they're like, Mossad's just beyond, because, you know, they have to fight for everything they have. They're surrounded by, everyone hates them. Everyone's yeah. trying to fucking yeah. take them out. But this top Israeli um, military general, whatever you want to call him, or operative, uh, he's he retired, he's real old, and he's dying. And he's he's um, They released an article, I think it was last week. Did you read this? Yeah, I remember hearing I. It was, uh, yeah, I heard something about this. I want to look into it more because right, it sounds like he had a full military career. He's credible. He's not some wacko. And he was like, no, actually, like, you know, alien life is real and there's aliens on Mars and there's humans already there. What the <laughs> I was fuck? like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, the U.S. government already knows about it. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> Get your ass to and Mars. He, he was like, oh, he said there's aliens among us. They're, they're already fucking here. Like that. nobody, they're just. And I'm like, wait, what? And he said this whole article. They, oh, the government knows about it. They've been hiding it for years. And now they're just barely starting to come out that some of these objects, you know, they're seeing are real. And um, it, it kind of like, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Because usually Israel, they don't be lying much, no, man. No. They're pretty. They're they're cutthroat people. There's no fluff. It's like we we. The way they live in their country is for survival because everyone wants to fucking kill them. Yeah. So they don't fuck around. Then you hear this guy, what he said. I'm like, what the fuck? What is going on? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. You think 2020 is bad? Everyone's like, 2021 is going to be my year. I'm like, 2021 is when I'm going to be in another universe. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, man. We're going to be out of here, man. <laughs> it's fucking so crazy, man. Isn't that gnarly, though? Dude. There's, there's so, so much of this stuff going on. I, I just think, I'm like, no one's losing their, like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, whatever. But put on a mask. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Oh man, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? What do you think, dude? Dude, I I I totally believe it. I totally buy it because, like I said, there's there's for us to think that we're alone is arrogant. Yeah, and to for us to think that we're the most smartest, most smartest. Yeah, it sounds great. There we go. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) the smartest ones out there. Yeah, uh, that that's another level of arrogance. So, and I I could see aliens coming here and going. Dude, this place is fucked up. Well, you know what he said, too, in there? He said um, uh, that the other life forms, they're, they haven't revealed themselves to us because they said the human race isn't ready. No. That's what he said. No, we're not. I was like, of course not. Dude, no. Of course. I'll be real, dude. If I was driving down the fucking freeway and some big-ass ship with all these fucking lights starts coming down out of the clouds, and la- I probably wouldn't be. I would lose my shit. I'd yeah. be like, it's fucking over. Would you be scared of the anal probe? <laughs> <laughs> they always shove shit up our asses. Right. You'd be like, no, no, no. Oh. Ooh, oh, well, 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 Check what you need to check, man. So yeah, good. Do what you got to do. Mm. <laughs> Blue River. Dude. There's a, there's a couple of documentaries. I'm going to I'm gonna send them to you. you Have you watched watch, the Bob dude. Lazar one on Netflix? Yes. Oh, my God. Dude, the phenomena is, is better than that. No shit. Because it's not all 
based off speculation and mystery. It's all off of legit documents from the government. Oh, dude, I'm so excited. And the people who they made lie and say this shit isn't real. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Isn't that crazy? Here's another one, too. Did you ever hear, hear that reporter this year uh, ask at a kind of press conference, asked President Trump, are you going to release the files, uh, the Roswell files to the public? I remember that, yeah. And he paused. Yes. Usually he's a quick, like, snaps to it. You yep. know, he is, he's like, I'll have to think about that. He's, he said, what do you say? I don't think uh, people are ready for that information yet. Yeah. Come on, dude. That's got to say something to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. dude. It's fucking crazy. I know. It's just, it's an interesting time. I think it's a, it's a real interesting time. And um, I feel like just more is going to happen, like you said, in 2021. Oh, yeah, man. I hope it's positive, though. Oh, I hope it's please, shit, please start dude. getting some positive light. Yeah, we need some. We need we need like smiles and happiness in this fucking it, country, it, man. You know what? Just because we're positive people, right? It's 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 the um, the legacy media, you know. Yeah. It's the programming, and we're told to fe- how you know the world is told how to feel. Yes, you know. Yeah. So it's a podcast like this for positivity. Let's go, baby. There you go. Hey, I I, I said it before. Um, we're just trying to. You know, we want to celebrate the, as they say, quote unquote, the average Joe, because I think it's not, people aren't given recognition enough. Why look to movie stars and all this other bullshit, people making millions, like whatever, like what about the everyday person, you know, who's working, you know, both parents are working a job, the kids are at home, they're putting food on the table. Yeah. Or you got the stay at home mom who's there all day and the, the husband's out working. To me, those people are impacting future lives and people and putting food on the table. And I think that's amazing. People don't, I mean, the struggle that everyone goes through just to fucking make it. I think people should get recognition for that. It may be small. They may think it's small in their world, but you don't realize you're doing something huge, man. You're taking care of your family. Yeah. That's important. Taking care of your family, your kids, you're paying the bills, you're being fucking responsible. Like, we need to celebrate that. We need to celebrate more people who have been down in the dirt and changed their lives and become better, who've been through shit and thought the world was over, but... Here's what I did to get through it. Or here's how this person supported me. Here's what I went through in therapy or this and that. You start realizing, like, dude, I'm not alone. You're not. You know, if, you know, if this person can do it, fuck, I can do it, man. So I'm just big on, on just, I think everyone has such a story to tell, and it should be heard. You know, let's talk, fucking, let's talk about it. <laughs> I freaking love it, dude. It's awesome, man. Yeah. But, dude, we got to wrap this up, man. Uh, I think... Dude, you made it. I think you're the top dog. All right. I think you are. We'll see. Nice. But, man, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, I love you like family, dude. I love your openness. I appreciate you. Appreciate what you've done for me, just being a friend and always being there. And for the other guys in the club. And, dude, wherever I'm at in the world, you'll always have a place in my home. Oh, love you, know you brother. Thanks, dude. man. Absolutely, dude, you're awesome. Dude. <laughs> Likewise. Uh, can you give us a let's go? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, buddy. Bye, everybody. And that's it. Thank you for listening in, everybody. I'd like to give a big shout-out to our sound engineer, Stephen Clark, who makes us all happen and makes us sound great. Thank you. And a big shout-out to our sponsor, 8-9 Barbers. Look good, feel good, be great. Two locations, Orange, California and Long Beach, California. You can book your appointment now online at 8-9-Barbers.com. That is E-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-E-B-A-R-B-E-R-S.com. 8-9-Barbers.com. Look good, feel good, be great. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.